Good morning, Super Kicking and Steven fans. Right here at our new time, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Greg is going to be rolling in here soon, any minute, so we'll bring him on as soon as he jumps on. we got a lot to talk about. we got some NXT releases, um, which, when you really look at them, probably surprising, but not surprising. I know that's talking out both sides of my mouth, but that's okay. Also, the Royal Rumble uh, matches have been kind of streaming in. We got the women's side, about 20 women announced uh, with a couple of surprising names. Probably one that's very surprising, and we'll see if that leads to anything. So uh, here he is, the man of the hour. Bring on Greg right there side by side. How are you doing, my man? Yo, Stephen. Hey, what's good, brother? I'm chilling, man. Here. Well, I guess we did that last week. Happy New Year again. <laughs> I think the- Happy New Year to you. I think the cutoff has already run by. It's what date? You're supposed to be done by day January third, right? Is that the uh, cutoff? I, I heard any time during the first week is okay. Okay, okay. Then but, we're we're okay. <laughs> this yeah. is officially that. Um, so yeah, just kind of rolling through. Um, I got us something nice and easy here, Greg, to help us talk up stuff. Boom! Look at that. Production value has gone up in 2022. <laughs> Uh, so this oh, is what right. we're calling a segment called Old News because it's already kind of happened. People have made their takes on it, Greg. We have not made our takes on it. I mentioned right in the little opening that these cuts, yes, they're surprising. But if you look at the names, they are Triple H's men. So if I'm Shawn Michaels right now, Greg, I'm having my phone <laughs> blocked from every single WWE number. If I'm Io Shirai... Uh, I'm thinking Champa's done anytime soon. I heard he wrestled a dark match last night, but that doesn't mean much because Johnny Gargano and Kyle Riley wrestled dark matches as well, and we saw what that meant. So uh, Pete Dunn, um, Owen Lorcan's gone. You already got a lot. You know, I don't know where Raquel Gonzalez falls. Greg, do you put her in the newer class? Do we put her in that old NXT brand? I mean, she. I think she's okay. She's safe. Maybe her and Dakota Kai are kind of those gatekeepers. I mean, we saw Tuesday night with Braun Breaker winning. They are ready to move into this new era. And I hate it because it does kind of make you uh, long for the old black and gold, Greg. At the same time, I've said as well that if you're going to go new and fresh, then you got to get rid of old and, you know, old and I'm not going to say stale because I don't think they're stale, but at the same time, you got to get rid of those guys. So we look at these names. This isn't every, I forget if there was other names mentioned, but Danny Birch, who was part of, you know, the McAfee crew. Uh, he was teaming with Oni Lorcan for a little bit. Uh, tag team champions at one time. You got Timothy Thatcher, Greg, who is undefeated in the pit fights. So maybe he can carry that, you know, to elsewhere. This is where we get the big name, William Regal. Every single superstar from NXT, past, present, future, we're thinking William Regal. And even he had, I know some people were going to be mad that he had the whole, I'm not going to go say a bad word about them. I'm giving my props. They helped me at a time when I needed it. Uh, you know, in late 90s, early 2000s. I mean, you look at him then and now, I mean, you could see he was definitely going through some stuff back then. I mean, his, you know, his body language, his body wasn't there. So, you know, they definitely helped him. Road Dog, eh, he has a lot of hot takes politically wise, Greg, that I was like, okay, dude, just just go get your MAGA hat on and move on. And then, of course, <laughs> Samoa Joe, 
released for the second time, which just makes us happy, Greg, because you know Tony Khan has his checkbook out, is ready for, what, 30 days? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what these contracts are uh, to write that check? Back up the Brinks, Chuck. Get on a flight to wherever Samoa Joe lives and say, come on out. And we're chomping at the bit for that to happen. So it's good for them. I mean, now they get, you know, I mean, he probably is even talking to William Regal in the next 30 days, you know, as a backstage, you know, producer, agent, whatever. I mean, and that's the thing too. Who knows? Maybe William Regal could be brought back as some sort of extra, but it does, it, it doesn't surprise me because if Triple H is men, which are most of these guys are, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what it means for Triple H coming back, you know, when he's ready to be um, back, you know, handling NXT. Is he even going to have any hands-on approach? So have at it, Greg. Give us your own hot spit old take fire on this. <laughs> yeah, man, if I was Triple H, when I come back and see what they've done to my brand, I would be hot. Um, like you said, these are all Triple H's lieutenants right here. And they may not have been very valuable in front of the camera. Uh, you know, Danny Birch was good for what he was uh, given. Yeah. And when he had the chance to really get some spotlight on him, he he ran with it. I mean, his part of the McAfee crew, he was it was uh, believable. You know, they looked like hooligans, and that's what they wanted. Um, yeah. Him and Oni Lorcan had some classic matches before they became tag team partners. They had that uh, best of three or best of five, I forgot which one it was, but they had a series of matches that were knockdown, drag out, slugfests, and they were awesome. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he didn't look like a super, a traditional superstar, but he could out wrestle any superstar on the man rostered with, you know, with the time and, uh, you know, creative ability to have a good match. Um, so, you know, I'm looking forward to him going somewhere else and really being able to show that side of himself that he really wasn't given much room to do in NXT. Uh, same for Timothy Thatcher. I mean, we didn't see much of him, but he came in the same way, kind of hard-nosed, European, um, strong-style wrestler, and that's how it came across. Those pit fights were excellent. Uh, with Champa and I think Pete Dunne, uh, great matches. And so it's a shame that it, they didn't capitalize on that because, you know, that was a unique thing um, that they hadn't done before. And they did that just for him, and he was making it work. Uh, those matches were excellent. So I'm disappointed they didn't uh, carry go forward with that. Uh, Regal. Like you said, everybody backstage, there's not a bad word about him. Advance the careers of the uh, NXT talent that, you know, that aside from this group, you know, they all love him. And he was valuable for his experience, for his uh, wisdom, and what he was willing to pass on to the new generation. So um, that's probably the biggest shock on this list. Uh, we knew Shamoa Joe was coming. After, uh, you know, he won the title, he disappeared right away, and we haven't heard from him since. So, like, you, I've been waiting for him to just, you know, finally get his walking papers so he could go to AEW and start killing it out there. Because I have no doubt that eventually 
or in a month's time, Samoa Joe will be all elite. He'll pop up on TV and choke out Cody Rhodes. So, um, you know, you want to come in AEW, you know, get over big, you go get Cody. Um, Road Dog, probably the most valuable backstage agent um, back there. Uh, valuable help, helping, especially the tag teams, yeah. uh, put together excellent matches. And all the uh, interviews I've heard with the former um, wrestlers, they had, had nothing to say but good things for Road Dog, how valuable he was backstage. And so, you know, that's taken away from this new crop. You know, you want these, uh, these green guys in the back in XT 2.0 to really shine and you're taking away their one of their biggest tools to be able to hone their craft um you know keeping these old heads around is is beneficial you know i don't know who else you got back there you kicking the uh, most valuable ones off the show already um so it's disappointing seeing this list i know there was big backlash uh through social media uh, about Road Dog specifically uh, for those reasons. And, um, you know, same for Regal. So it's, it's disappointing to see their, you know, Happy New Year! Here's your walking papers. Yeah. And um, it's it's baffling to me. So it further proves my point that this year WWE will be sold to whomever and uh, Hopefully we'll get just a fresh start with the company, uh, you know, on all three levels. Well, on your point about who's back there now, like, is it just Vince and Tony Khan? Are they using main roster heads? Like, there's got to be some voices back there that have to help. Because William Regal and Triple H, they were the PC guys. I mean, they they brought right. that from literally from the ground up. And And I guess part of it's like, well... You know, now that you know there is a new crop, you know, if you want to start fresh, then start fresh. So that's why I'm probably talking out both sides of my mouth where I understand it. It still sucks because, like you said, especially right after the new year, and we just saw pictures of Samoa Joe at the latest tryouts, like taking notes, and we saw William Regal there taking notes. So it's like, you know, if I'm then, I'm like, oh, shove those notes in my pocket. <laughs> Go, <laughs> you know, but you just wonder who – who are those new agents and producers, you know, that are back there? I mean, there's also Scott Armstrong, who is a big road agent. Um, I wonder if it, I think Fit Finley's been gone. I mean, if if he's not, then <laughs> he better block all calls from Stanford, Connecticut as well. But um, and then wrestlers wise, you know, like I said, I'll be just interested to see, you know, like a woman like Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, because they're that they're that weird stopgap where they weren't really black and gold necessarily. But they're not also the new, you know, but Io Shirai, I mean, I don't know why she has, you know, and at this rate, you have to call her up, you know, and mm -hmm. kind of let her run. So, um, but speaking of women, we got this nice graphic yesterday night. So I call this not so old news, Greg, because it was broken <laughs> last nice. night. So we're looking at, you know, at these, at the women, Charlotte Flair announcing herself, you know, kind of going Brock Lesnar style that she wants to enter. Uh, you got 24 champion Dana Brooke. We got Rhea. We got Natalia, Shotzi, Aaliyah. And then we got the back, you know, Summer Rae, which she wanted to make this um, 
Uh, Danielle is her real name. She was on Instagram saying she actually wanted us to come later, but <laughs> the cat came out of the bag. Uh, we got the Bell Twins. No surprise there, Greg. I see Nikki Bell. She's been trying to get back in ring shape. Brie Bella, whatever. <laughs> uh, you got Michelle McCool. You have Lita. You have Kelly Kelly. But, Greg, way back there is Impact's knockout champion, Mickey James. So after all the chaos, you know, getting <laughs> her stuff in a trash bag, you know, I she didn't necessarily disparage their name, but she said, you know, I want to prove myself outside the box. And she did that with the um, NWA all-women's pay-per-view that they did sometime last year. You know, current women's champion or knockout champion, she faces Deanna Perazzo tonight. And that's another name, Greg. I'm like, if I'm Deanna, I'm thinking – what about me or Chelsea Green? You know, those names that got cut last year. Um, some people, it for me, it feels weird. Like, yes, this knocks down a door because they even mentioned it by name. They said Impact Knockout Champion. You know, they didn't just say Mickey James will be joining us. So it feels like this is a test of the waters. You know, like can Scott Demore, can Vince McMahon, Tony Khan really work together and, you know, I would love to see Moose, who's the current Impact Wrestling Champion, go against Roman. I think that's dying for us something, you know, and, you know, other names to kind of get their name out there. But so it does feel like a one-off, but could lead to other doors, you know, other people coming through that door. But this is, you know, a step in the right direction if it works out. If it doesn't, then it's just a one-off and Mickey got to get a paycheck and go back to impact to do her thing. And, you know, some people tweeted out, Greg, who wouldn't fault her for that? You know, and, and yes, she got screwed in a way, but at the same time, she gets to come back, get some pomp and circumstance, I'm sure. And, you know, maybe represent impact wrestling on a WWE. Uh, they're calling it premium live event. Now. I don't know if you've heard the, I'm sure you've heard that name mentioned. So mm -hmm. no more pay-per-view, but, premium live event which we'll have to say eventually but uh so yeah so that's the name greg that i want to hear of course your uh fire on mickey james joining the women's royal rumble well this is all what we've been talking about all year with all these releases and women who are in other places now uh such as ruby soho who would be a nice image on this screen right here um you know the iconic so it'd be a nice image on this screen right here um they've really diluted their talent pool to the to the point where they have to go out and bring all these old heads in from uh days gone by i mean summer ray the millennials have no idea who summer summer ray is mm. if you're 20 to 25 you haven't even seen her wrestle yet um you know lita you know I'll take seeing Lita in the ring anytime, but the millennials yeah. don't know who Lady Lita is. Um, and the demographic that you want to care about this, the, you know, the 18 to 35s, you know, the, the uh, one end of this, the, you know, say 18 to 25s, they don't know who about a quarter of this screen is because they've never seen them wrestle live. You know, they're pretty faces, but they've never seen what the, what they uh, can do in the ring like we have yeah. um, so i like seeing you know these blasts from the past back in the match 
But A, we know we're not they're not gonna win. B is it's just showing how shallow the women's division is, how shallow they've made it. It's not um, you know, the ladies' fault that they're cutting so many people and they're not giving time to the women on the roster who deserve it. Um, Mickey James, I was shocked as you were when I heard not only that she was in the match, but they referred to her as the Impact Women's Champion. Um, and I hope that this is a sign of Vince having some flexibility as far as, you know, the forbidden door and, you know, working with other promoters to help his product because, you know, at this point, that's the only card you haven't played. Um, you know, watching the women's matches now is kind of your your uh, bathroom break match unless one of the uh, four horsewomen are involved in it. So uh, that's pretty much where we're at now. But um, I'm happy to see uh, Mickey in it. Ideally, she would be one of those who ends up in the final five, final four, um, when it's coming down to it, who's going to win, who's going to get that championship match. That way, Mickey could go back on to Impact and go, you know, I'm such a big deal that they called me for the Royal Rumble and I was one of the last women standing kind of thing, cut that kind of promo. And, you know, if Impact's doing Vince a solid by letting Mickey come over, he can do them a solid by letting Mickey get a late entry and be one of the final ladies standing. So it's very interesting for that aspect. Um, and this is half the field. And so, well, over half the field, there's uh, 30 women. This is about 20 of them. Um, so you wonder so, if there'll be like return from injuries and we don't see Bianca Belair there. I right. don't think Bailey will be ready. I think I think Bailey needs to just take, you know, let the knee or whatever get back. Now, Sasha, there's a name. You wonder if she'll be a surprise. And then True. what? If we got two or three NXT. Like I said, Dakota, I, Raquel. I believe I they mean, both will be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Another the, than, and then, and EO. EO should be EO, in it as yeah. well. So there's, you know, that's about, you know, that's, but um, is this Charlotte's to lose? Do you think they'll go that route? And I mean, you're already giving Charlotte everything anyway. So you almost feel like you might just play it up that Charlotte gets to pick her challenger just as something different for WrestleMania. Uh, I don't like it. I think it's going to be one of those those uh, big show moments where everybody just gangs just up on her, her and throws her out in mass. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you, you still know, have it open for whoever you want. Because that's the thing. Like right now with the Tony Storm situation, which, you know, they didn't even bring it up that, you know, she, you know, faced her twice. We still don't know what's going on with that. I I wonder, Greg, if they're trying to settle it somehow, like get her back on the right page. Because like you said, we're really thin in the women's division now. <laughs> you need you need any hand on deck. So I I just wonder if they are, you know, trying to get something worked out, you know, get her back on the right page. But, um, you know, we had Naomi come out and challenge her last night. You know, Naomi challenged Charlotte, which – that's a WrestleMania match right there. <laughs> so, and, oh, by the way, and, you know, we didn't even, you know, in, on Sonia Deville, does Sonia enter herself and eliminate Naomi maybe? Because we True. still have yeah. that. 
Which happens first, Greg? Veer to Raw or Sonya and Naomi <laughs> match? Because right now, both are about as long as um, the 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 day is long, you know, or whatever that saying is. So, um, yeah, I mean, and like you said, it is a, it's almost like a third is current. A third of the roster is the old, you know, divas, women's, <laughs> divas, champions type style. I wonder, Maurice, now that she's back in the fold, you wonder if she might throw herself in there. But yeah. the Mickey James is really, like we, like I said, I think it's a testing of the waters. And you think if, like you said, being one of the last five or six, like you think she's going to be positioned highly or why does she even come back or why does Scott Demore, you know, even allow her right. to do that? So, you know, that's got to be a good sign, <laughs> but we'll see how it all plays out. So. Um, right. So that was my old news and new, not so old news. Did you have any other news, Greg, that I might have missed that you caught your eye that you want to throw out to the fold? Yeah, uh, you saw the uh, the little clip I sent you over the uh, during this week with uh, Tony yeah. Storms. Um, you know, she definitely took some shots fired at in Charlotte for, um, you know, she sounded really fed up about, you know having to put over Charlotte in the ring and then uh, having to bow down to her backstage and, or, you know, Charlotte leaving that impression that, you know, the whole locker room has to bow to her. Um, she said it in very plain English. So I was Here, I'll very, bring uh, up that picture real quick so we can see. I mean, she had to miss her nephew's circumcision, Greg. I mean, that's, yeah. Okay, so that's really not a very good picture, is it? Because it's very far away. But anyways, hopefully you guys could see that. So, you know. But, so do you think, yeah. you know, like I've said, I wonder if they might just be, like, trying to settle something? Or do you think she's done for good? Like, with WWE? It could, it could be. I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things that they do um, when there's backstage beef. And, you know, they, they let it kind of fester and get some momentum of, of its own, and then they bring it back on screen. So that, it happened with Charlotte and Becky, but that whole mess with the title exchange and all that stuff. Um, there's been a couple other times where it's happened. And this could, looks like one of those uh, cases where they could, you know, settle it backstage and then bring it on stage and give it that extra realness that, a lot of the WWE feuds are missing. Um, so I definitely can see that happening. Then Tony Storm comes out and, you know, they've repackaged her. She has a different look. She has a different Dolph Ziggler -like. aura. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and she, she looks more fierce. She looks angry and she, you know, doesn't look happy to be there. She's, you know, got to ask the grind and she's going to, yeah. you know, take somebody's head off. You know, it's definitely doable. So or I can give her the see time her being, that she needs and let her kind of have that, you know, get mentally back. Yeah. Uh, so. Or, you know, give her, give her pipe bomb time. Let her come out with a mic and just go off as long as she wants to. And that'll really get some heat. Um, so in, I can definitely see her popping up in the rumble. Uh, also, we, we saw in Raw, they bring up... Uh, Alexa Bliss's journey back. So I think she's going to be the one of the ladies we see yeah. pop up. You know, it culminates with um, right on time, you know, a few weeks until the Rumble. 
and it's enough time to, you know, tell the story and then have her pop up, you know, in the rumble. And I haven't seen what's going on with my hot Asian girlfriend, but this would be a great time to bring her back in. So, you know, Oscar, she go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oscar, I need her back in my life on the screen. And, um, this would be a good time to see her. Nobody's talked about her. She hasn't been on social media very much. And, you know, she would be a great surprise and the crowd would really pop for her. So um, I'm hoping that she's in there. So, you know, there's that last 10 spots that uh, are pretty open. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, you know, we're going to find our our winner. It's not going to be Charlotte, but I think that last 10 spots where we're going to find our winner. Yeah, that's what I like. And, you know, we got to leave some surprises because that's the best part of the, rum, you know, Royal Rumble. Here's a hot take kind of question. Do you think any of the Divas women that are announced will show up on TV before the Rumble, Greg? So, like you said, some people can at least see, maybe not wrestle, but at least see who they are. Like Summer Ray, we haven't seen her in a few years, I think it was. Kelly Kelly was in last year's. Were the mm-hmm. Bella Twins in last year's? or They were in a couple years ago, I think. I know they've yeah, been on I'll recently. Last year. Yeah. Um, you know, Lita's Lita. But do you think we see any of those kind of divas, champion, you know, divas era show up on TV before then? Absolutely. Um, especially, you know, you give them a moment where uh, Becky or Charlotte are in the ring bragging on themselves. You know, they're both representing down. heels. And, you know, it's a perfect time for one of those babyface divas from back in the day to pop up, you know. Um, you know, you do your traditional, I've beaten all these women, yada, yada. And boom, Lita's music hits. Mm-hmm. Boom, um, Kelly Kelly's music hits. Uh, it's a perfect opening because, you know, all these babyface divas uh, from back in the day, they can come out, have their moment, and, you know, have their holy crap moment with in front of, especially if it's somebody bigger, uh, like Lita, yeah. like Mickey James. And then, I would say, does Mickey show up before the run? Right, that would be fun. That would really I, be fun. It, it would really does it ruin? To, would it ru- would it ruin it? Like, or do you think it would also show that maybe there's more that could be out there? Like, maybe that shows that they're willing to work together. Because if you get her on Raw or SmackDown and the Rumble, that's two shows. You know, that's not just yeah. a one off. I mean, well, it, it could still be a one off technically, but you know, that shows there might be still a little bit more there that they could you know, advance or maybe if Vince allowed some of his women to go to impact, you know, that's like, what is the trade-off going to be? Um, Cause yeah. you got to believe there's got to be something. Cause I, you know, Vince and Tony Khan aren't just like, okay, yeah, we just want Mickey back. Like there's, and then Scott Demore has got to be like, okay, you got to give me something like this is, you know, this yeah. is a woman that you sent a trash bag of her belongings to, you know, this isn't a woman that, you know, gave her a nice, lovely send off. This is, you know, so. Um, I would, I, like you said, I would love to see Mickey show up, you know, like that week of the Rumble, you know, yeah. and do a, or have all, you know, half those women show up. So, yeah, it definitely wouldn't ruin it. It would actually add a, Enhance a level of intrigue that we didn't expect, mm-hmm. uh, especially let Mickey come out with the impact title on her yeah. shoulder mm-hmm. and she gets in front of Charlotte and Charlotte's and got her belt on her shoulder or Becky. And then you have, you know, champion one brand champion another brand facing off and then let make let mickey go over 
Um, you know, Charlotte does her classic, you know, little pie face, get out of my face, and Mickey drops her mm-hmm. and then stands over her body, holds up her belt. You have the impact champion standing over your WWE champion holding up the belt. That would be a huge moment. And, you know, people would be down to see what happens uh, in the premium live event. Um, (laughs) You know, add more fire to it. I would love that. And it would it would show some flexibility on uh, Vincent's side. That's a a video that Mickey can take back to impact and brag on it, add to her status. So it would be huge. I would love to see that. And like I said, if, if Scott Demore is going to agree to this, he Vince had to agree to something. So uh, I would be down for seeing something like that happen. And you would think WrestleMania would be that fun event like that you can add Impact or AW or, you know, um, uh, NWA. Like, you know, that could be, I mean, they're calling it the most stupendous show this time around you know the most stupendous two nights like that you know are some like our we've said create something like a one-off night where all three four brands can kind of compete like a survivor series type mm-hmm. style um yeah. because well like we said survivor series needs something <laughs> so maybe this is a good start you know you could get you know maybe champions of other brands to compete on survivor series and really you know and that won't even and then i won't care if there's not any <laughs> like final thing. Cause it would just be like, okay, that brain got to say they were the best. So. Um, all right. Any other, any other news that we might need to bring up? Um, I think we're up to speed for the moment. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a quick commercial break. Uh, I think I've timed this out just right that we could do a break for each little segment. So uh, we'll do this real quick. Elite performance. You got to get elite. You got to go get in touch with them. So here we go. Here's our Monday Night Raw talk. So we'll kind of do all WWE talk. We'll do Monday Night Raw, NXT, SmackDown. We'll do another commercial break, get into kind of the final, then get AW, and then uh, wrap up the show and uh, get you on your way. Uh, We do have Battle of the Belts tonight for AW, so tune into that on TNT. Uh, We'll kind of talk up what we think might happen there. But looking at Monday Night Raw, Greg, I put all the results so people can see there. You know, we don't have to talk every single match that happened because, let's face it, a lot of this stuff doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, if we kind of look at the start, we had the Alpha Academy defeat Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro, so we can kind of see where that's going. I would assume our Alpha Academy get a tag team title shot at Royal Rumble, but, Greg, do they win it? I, I don't see it. Uh, I, I think they hold on to it till WrestleMania and then they drop the types uh, titles at WrestleMania. Um, give the biggest moment they can to, um, you know, whoever's going to uh, be the next 
team up to hold the titles. And that's also going to be a perfect springboard for the Riddle versus Randy rivalry, which then we cap off at SummerSlam. Um, so, you know, I expect it to be a good match. It was a good way to transition from the Street Profits as the number one contenders to Alpha Academy. And then it's going to go to whoever the next team up is. Uh, but I don't see the, if, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying I don't see it, it happening uh, on Raw. Uh, it, it, I think it's going to happen at a pay-per-view, and WrestleMania would be the best, uh, best timing for it. I think. And I and it seems like it's a street profits to almost lose at WrestleMania. I mean, Alpha Academy are kind of close, and you know we don't. I, I guess for me at WrestleMania, it's all about. The, you know, that next wave coming in and, you know, like the big celebrations. So um, it seems like the Street Profits are still being that almost that side lane, Greg, where they can always zoom in, zoom into the, you know, the fast lane. But they're in the, they're in the passing mm-hmm. lane now. <laughs> they're ready to just jump in if they need to. So, I mean, I, I would like to see Alpha Academy take it off because I feel like they've worked hard for it. But like you said, is it going to happen? Probably not. So um, how about this weird... 24 champion Dana Brooke mess with the mixed tag match. For me, Greg, I feel like Tamina is going to win the ta- the 24-7 championship only for Reggie to take it off her or R-Truth or Tazawa. Is that where you see the 24 championship going or do you even care where the 24 championship is going? Any thoughts on the 24-7 championship? They just they've killed the fun of it. Yes. <laughs> um, the Reggie and Dana is not fun. It's not interesting. The segments are dumb, and the matches are even worse. Um, you know, find a way to transition it back to the men and give it its momentum back because you just, you know, it was what it was when it was on the men's side. Uh, it was at least entertaining, and with a woman with the twenty four seven title. They've had nothing to do with it creatively that furthers the story. Um, it's it's stayed in Dana's hands, and she's got no shine from walking next to Reggie, and it's boring now. So uh, find a way to get back in the man's hands and let it take that life back on its own. It's it sucks right now. So. Um, I don't care what they do with it as long as our truth or Reggie, as much as I hate saying back. that, get it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, not why not involve the other women? I mean, you know, you have Zelina and Carmella kind of just keep going after Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash. I mean, you have Dewdrop there. I mean, now that we see where Dewdrop's headed, which I'll bring up next, but yeah, like you said, the fun is, you know, and then they always say, you know, the title can't change hand during a match or, you know, it, the 24 seven rule is like not enforced. <laughs> it's not, a, you know, not a lot, you know, not happening during the match. It's like, okay. But it just, you know, like you said, yes, the, all the steam has been taken out of it. It was fun while it lasted. And now it's uh it's done. So uh, speaking of do drop, she will be involved in a triple threat match with Bianca Belair with Liv Morgan to face Becky Lynch. I feel like shenanigans are going to happen there till the Royal Rumble. I think ultimately, Greg, all four of these women will be involved in the title match at Royal Rumble. So I think it'll be Becky Lynch going against Dewdrop against 
Bianca Belair against Liv Morgan. You know, maybe the loser ends up in the Royal Rumble match, you know, with the women's Royal Rumble match or something like that. But I feel like you've just positioned Becky with Liv and Bianca Belair and, you know, and Drop now kind of added to it because of the Bianca Belair. I feel like all four of these women are going to be involved at Royal Rumble and then come WrestleMania, we'll see who's the one-on-one match for Becky Lynch. But in the meantime, all these women will get their shots at Becky till then. So uh, where do you think the women's championship of Raw is going, Greg? Uh, I agree with you. Uh, Four-way definitely looks like where they're steering this thing to. Um, and it's the only thing that makes sense because Becky's already beating or beaten Bianca a couple of times already, whether, you know, it was clean or not. Uh, there were still wins. Same thing with Liv Morgan. And I know you're a big Liv, Liv Morgan proponent. Mm-hmm. Um, she's had two chances that she's lost two chances. Yeah. Um, so the only way to put her back into a one-on-one mix is to have her win again uh, while Becky's in the ring and maybe even pin Becky in this four, four-way match to warrant her getting another shot. Um, so I like the Dewdrop being added to it because, you know, it's added to uh, Dewdrop's legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gone a long way since she came in with Eva Marie and, you know, now she looks like more of a badass and, um, you know, I like the, the way they've changed her look a little bit. Um, you know, they gave her tough, tougher sound in music. Her presentation overall is much better. Um, last thing is to drop that do drop name. That's, you need to get to there, but, um, you know, she definitely fits, fits in this mix. And I wouldn't mind seeing her win it, but, um, you know, it's too soon for that. But uh, I like that she's been put into uh, a top-level program like this one. Well, and I, I think she's the, the interesting name, the X Factor, because you remember there was a little segment with Becky where she kept saying Dewdrop's name. So I almost wonder if you might have Becky cost Bianca and Liv and have Dewdrop so maybe we do get a one-on-one match at Rumble, Dewdrop versus Becky, and maybe Becky tries to get Dewdrop to drop, you know, lay down for her or something like that. But yeah, I think Dewdrop is the X factor, and maybe when it all is said and done, she could be the one getting the title shot because you had Becky Lynch kind of, you know, keep saying her name and say how intriguing that is. So um, you do wonder if Becky will play a, a part in Dewdrop winning that. So um, mm-hmm. the women's tag team champions, Greg, they won. That's it, you know. Uh, Nikki Ash, like, if she gets a call from Stanford, Greg, she better ignore it, block it, <laughs> um, you know, throw her phone in the ocean. Unless she, I mean, I just, I, I think the writing is there. It just feels like, you know, you're, you got to get rid of the Nikki Ash character sooner rather than later. And it does feel mm-hmm. like, why is she still there? I mean, I hate, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I mean, I probably sound like I want people fired. But you just, I just feel like she's out, you know, she just doesn't belong there anymore. And I, you know, I feel bad because she's definitely earned her keep with the Nikki Ash character. But at the same time, what in the hell are they doing with her, Greg? Yeah, they, they've really killed all the momentum from when she beat Charlotte. 
and you know they went all in on the Nikki Ash character for maybe a month before they saw it really wasn't going anywhere and they killed it and you know now they're presenting her as you know she's losing all the tag team matches she's taking the fall in uh, all the matches that she's had with Rhea now Rhea's getting a little sick of her and uh, I was expecting Rhea to deck her after this last loss and the it went off uh the camera went off while they were still in the ring and Rhea was you know looking frustrated with with Nikki so what's going to happen there but it's coming. <laughs> it looks like that was where it was going yeah um I wouldn't mind this would be a perfect time for you know what I'm going to say sanity Nikki you know see Nikki Ash loses or probably gets fed up and angry and Boom, Nikki or Sanity Nikki comes back. Uh, you know, I'm just saying that's the kind of radical change you need if you're going to save She's your, need save your yeah. life. Yeah. So, you know, Sandy Nikki would be great. You know, even give her the, the Sanity entrance and, you know, bring it back. So, um, Sanity, one faction that died too soon, in my opinion. But, um, I don't know. There's there's not many roads left for Nikki to, you know, save her soul, to so to speak. And I think that would be one road. But otherwise, uh, yeah, watch out for that list of releases. Nikki feels, and like I said, I've I've kind of seen her as a independent wrestler, you know, just doing the circuit, or maybe Impact Wrestling. Like then she can get back with Eric Young. And maybe do some stuff with his team down there. So uh, we do have Big Ben 316 in the chat, Greg. So we're happy to see Big Ben. What up Big to Big Ben, ben there? Um, his his Big Ben is all done, I'm guessing. So, um, yeah. Uh, happy trails to Ben Rothelsberger. And uh, enjoy <laughs> retirement. I don't know what we'll see, you know, commentary-wise or what he'll do next. But, uh, you know, pretty solid career for Big Ben. Even with the trials and tribulations he had at the beginning of, you know, that two, you know, early mid two thousands range for him. So, um, wait a minute, almost got released. Is that official, Greg, or is that official, Big Ben? Where are we seeing this? Who, who almost got released? Now I got to. I would hope that he didn't get released because he just beat, um, you know, he just beat AJ. Yeah, we will check on that, but uh. Uh-oh. Are we about Big to break ben, some if, news here? <laughs> Big Ben, if you have any uh, validation on that, please share it because I'm scrolling through Twitter and I don't see anything yet. But uh, we'll keep an eye on that. So, well, AJ Styles did lose to Almost, by the way, because um, I think Almost is headed for a big Royal Rumble. I think he's going to like vie for that elimination. Oh, oh, you're just saying, okay. He said that they said Monday, his show, Sunday show was horrible against AJ Styles, and he let him go. Okay, well, that, until we see that officially, um, we will let that pass that along. But right now, I think Greg <laughs> AJ, I mean, almost is headed for a big Royal Rumble. What about you? I think he's going to be the you know the Roman Reigns like Kane that type of like eliminate yeah. ten people. Like it wouldn't surprise me if it's going to be double figures that he eliminates, and then like you said. He might pull, they might pull the whole five people have to eliminate him or six or whatever. So, um, what do you think Elmos is headed for at the Royal Rumble, Greg? 
yeah, he's he's definitely going to be one of the last five, six guys, I think. Um, I think it's still going to take him lightly. He's still pretty, you know, green, and, you know, his advantage is being able to look down on everybody. Um, and it won't be for lack of trying, but mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's going to be one of the, you know, final six, seven guys in the ring. Uh, no way he's going to win it. But uh, he's going to put him over strong. Yeah, he's going to have a Kane-like performance. I have no doubt. Uh, Big Ben says he thinks Johnny Knoxville wins. And, yes, oh, we God. know that that is – Johnny Knoxville is going to get taken out by Sami Zayn, so that's all that matters there. Or he's going to take <laughs> Sami Zayn out. But uh, Knoxville will get his little moment, and we'll bring that up on SmackDown side. Um, some other stuff, Greg. Commander Aziz and Apollo Cruz took another L. Uh, I don't know when the last time they've won anything. Like I, you talk about like is the writing on the wall there? Like you know both those guys could be cut anytime soon. Uh, Street Profits pick up the win. Uh, Damian Priest picks up a win over Ziggler. By the way, Robert Rude, he's another guy. Greg, if I'm Robert Rude, I'm blocking <laughs> all calls from Stanford, Connecticut, because uh, he's a Triple H guy. So you wonder, you know, even main roster wise. Um, how about we got the Knicks tag team match happening, Greg? Edge and Beth Phoenix going against uh, Maurice and Miz. I feel like this is Marie, 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 yeah, Maurice and Miz is to lose. I feel like they're going to, you know, we're going back and forth between them. But I'm I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing it, you know. And Beth Phoenix kind of brought up this is probably the only time we'll ever see them team up. And I know you had mentioned you'd rather see it here. So it's good that we're getting it here. And then let Edge and Miz have some sort of uh, gimmicky match at – um, at the at WrestleMania, I think, because you know you feel like it's coming. You keep having Edge play up Gangrel style. You feel like you know they want this intensity to it. So, uh, Greg, give us some thoughts on uh, Edge, Beth Phoenix, and Miz and Maurice. Yeah, I agree with saying it. They're doing it 50-50 um, in the in the run up to the big matches. So you know Edge or uh, Edge and Beth got the upper hand on this one. It's time for Miz and Maurice to get the upper hand on the next one. Uh, tag team match is going to be fun. Uh, Edge, keep the entrance. The <laughs> brood entrance is hot fire. And I'm sure even Literally. the uh, the millennials <laughs> who have exactly. And even the millennials who didn't get to see it during its uh, real run, its first run, um, are loving it now. Um, the music's hot. The entrance is amazing and you need to keep that and you know he deserves you know two entrances is one with his brood entrance transitioning into the uh the new entrance and so you know keep it i want to keep seeing that and uh, i don't care who you're in there with you know we got to do the the brood entrance to start it off so um shout out for them to uh, WWE for recognizing, you know, how great it was when he did it the first time and, and leaving that in there. Um, as far as uh, Miz and Edge's singles go, the matches were better than I expected it. Um, the day one match was really good. And, you know, they can have that to build on. And, you know, I don't think any of us really look forward to a Miz match, but you know, this is doing the trick. It's going to, uh, I think they're only going to get better. It looks like they have good chemistry in the ring. Um, 
the wives are adding a new wrinkle to it. And, you know, it lends itself to plenty of gimmick matches uh, down the road. Maybe at WrestleMania, yeah, there's two against each other and the women are handcuffed to each other or something like that. <laughs> um, or, you know, tied do they have shark cages with a strap. Do they still have a shark I'm sure they left? do. <laughs> they have to go into the warehouse and find it, but I'm sure the shark, shark cages, cages are in there somewhere. <laughs> but uh, what about yeah, the? Uh, we're, do we get a? You think you know me? Entrance for Edge here soon, Greg. He can come through the crowd with his little glasses and uh, do the little spotlight because that was always I always loved that entrance because they'd always do the spotlight around trying to find him when he was playing right, that right. Kind of weird. I guess I was re- was that after the brute. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was after, after the brute. Okay, yeah. It is kind of funny to see the brood are starting to get their love, which, you know, because back then, you know, yes, the entrance was awesome, but, I mean, was there any brood matches that, that were like, oh, man, you know, like, I remember that match. Right. Um, <laughs> I mean. No, or, no. There like, were never I, don't, any I don't see Gay Grell going in the Hall of Fame anytime soon, Greg. I'll just say that. Right. <laughs> Maybe True, maybe the was, brood. It was a cool look. Maybe the brood as a whole, though. I mean, we do have, you know, Coco Beware in there, so we have the great Kali <laughs> right. of all people. I mean, <laughs> the brood are right there at that Mendoza line. I think of you know, they could just get a quick. Um, I mean, that would probably be Christian's entrance into the Hall of Fame too, Greg. So so who knows? Um, you know, but uh, Big Ben did ask. What's up with Triple H? Uh, he is still recovering as far as we know. Uh, there was the article that came out that uh, it said he is bummed out, Greg, <laughs> that by all the recent... Yeah, think? Which, yeah. <laughs> he might not He might not even come back. He might just, you know, hang out with his girls and the dogs and just be like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> if you need me, just uh, Zoom call me. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll do interviews and press for Mania, but uh, yeah, so. <laughs> And I, I know we did bring, and I guess we did forget Greg to bring up day one. So I'm glad we could interject day one stuff into um, our our talk because I just completely forgot to put that in the uh, notes uh, with everything else happening in the week. So, um, but finally, we got Bobby Lashley defeat Big E, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins in a fatal four way to go against, yes, you read it correctly, Brock Lesnar. Who won it at day one because Roman Reigns couldn't go? Uh, I thought, uh, you know, I will bring it up a little bit, Greg, but I thought Roman still sounded a little under the weather last night. Hopefully he's good to go, but, um, you know, he he was there. So Brock Lesnar gets injected into a fatal five-way match. Thanks to Paul Heyman, wins the title. I guess we all should have seen that coming. Um, I feel a little bad for Big E to lose it like that. It wasn't quite Kofi Kingston treatment, though, Greg. I believe <laughs> it was at least a solid outing. Big E got his moments. I mean, Kofi got nothing. So Xavier Woods, mm. if you're, if I were you, I'd be like, ah, I'm good. Uh, you know, Brock doesn't need to come after his crown, does he? So, um, you know, that <laughs> might, Brock does not like New Day. That's all it is. That's, that's just the theory. <laughs> I don't know why he wouldn't like them. I mean, they're awesome. But anyway, so we get Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, Greg at Roy Rumble, but this is a WrestleMania match. So I'm kind of mixed about it. Like, you know, I, cause I don't, I don't think I want to see them go again at WrestleMania. Like if we're going to do it, it's a one-off. You let them rock horns and have at it, you know, quick, 
10 minute match. They just pound each other. Um, and just have, you know, like, do we see a rematch? That's really interesting because this is a match that we've been fantasy booking for a long, long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been in the company at the same time for a while and not just this run, uh, but they've never crossed paths in the ring. And, uh, you know, it's a super fight. So uh, I don't understand why they're not saving this for WrestleMania either, because with the right build, it could be the biggest match on the card. I mean, you look at these two, the way they look, how dominant they are, the fact that they are both uh, professional fighters as far as uh, mixed martial arts fighters. You know, you got Brock Lesnar, the former UFC heavyweight champion, the baddest man on the planet, and Brock Lesnar or uh, Bobby Lashley, who was in Bellator and hasn't lost a Bellator fight. I mean, these two could get in the octagon and go at it legit. So um, it's... You wonder if there'll be some stiffer punches then because of that. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I'd love to see that in an MMA cage. Um, so, you know, with the right with the right buildup, it could be the biggest match on WrestleMania. Uh, but they're not giving it that treatment. They're, they're going to do it now. And uh, so it pretends that they have something else in mind uh, for Brock. And Roman. Um, when you consider last night's right little little uh blurb at the end true true and i was wondering if they were finally going to unify the titles with with brock and roman that's what my first impression was um instead of just a champion versus champion match whoever wins wins and everybody goes away with their their own title anyway um so maybe that's where it's headed with uh, a unification belt at or about at WrestleMania, but that would mess up the whole one championship defended on each night um, type of angle. So uh, it would be amazing, but now it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Um, well, then you would wonder about so the Royal Rumble winner as well. Like with they, right. they would almost get kind of screwed. Or unless they're in a three-way, um, you know, it just, it just, like you said, it. I feel like the big money match is Brock versus Roman, aligning the t- uh, unifying the titles. Like there's, it's going to be hard to find a bigger match than that right now, because you're already on the pathway towards it. Now, unless you try to u- maybe unify that elimination chamber. <laughs> I mean, you're already blowing through matches anyway so you know you know if it just feels like that now is usa and fox okay with that (laughs) because you know that would be one title but that champion should be able to show up wherever they want so that's the thing exactly you know you could show up on you know well brock heck brock showed up last night on fox so you know even though technically he's classified as a free agent so yeah i I think the big, you know, and I mean, getting Bobby Lashley and Brock now does make you wonder if they're just going to blow it off and just do the whole unification match. Are the guy, are you going to have both titles? Do you just pull, you know, 
old school Chris Jericho, you know, or uh, the Orton and um, um, Orton and Cena when they had the two titles. You know, does you know somebody? You know, maybe Brock wins against a Rumble and then faces Roman the next night, <laughs> or maybe Brock and Roman both have their first night matches and then the next night they face each other, something like that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they go because I. Like you said, Greg, right now in Dallas, I mean, what what is your big money match? It's Brock and Roman with the right. titles. And there there are ways to do it. I mean, you can yeah. W, nobody's better at changing the rules on the fly than the WWE. Like yeah. So <laughs> yes. Um it, it you know, it's easy to if you book this as a unification type or belt or unification match with the titles, yeah, you know, of course that'd be the biggest night of the night. Or so we have to say that for night two, and maybe you could do something where, you know, the women's belt is the feature of night one, mm -hmm. and you make the absolute biggest possible match um, for the women's championship and mix the brands. We're already mixing it with with Brock and Roman. Yeah, may as well mix it with, you know, open the rules, makes it with, you know, the women from uh, both brands also um, and put Charlotte and Becky in the match and say, if we're doing it on the men's side, we're doing it in, on the women's side, put Charlotte and Becky in there and why not throw Shasha in there too? Or if Bailey is ready, you know, just have a four horse women showdown for all the marbles and you reset um you know you kind of reset on both sides with the men's side and the women's side and you rewrite the rules going forward so i've always it, wondered with the four possible. horse women match is that ship sailed greg or do you think it could still be as big as we think it should be it still has legitimacy because it's still recent mm -hmm. um that's true you know, Charlotte, Becky, Bailey, and Sasha, they're all recent. They've all been champs very recently. They've they've all been at the top, you know, mm -hmm. in the pandemic era. Now. That's what's interesting. Right. I think you could do, you know, almost like the Daniel Bryan entrance with the monster. Like you show him back his old days and then his current days. And it is in Dallas. And mm -hmm. that's where we got the first, the you know, when we brought out the women's championship, which Bailey was a part of. That was Sasha charlotte and becky so it'd be interesting to see if somehow like you said you give some you know you know it might be some convoluted way to get there but if you want big matches in dallas you know stupendous night of wrestling you know you might have mm -hmm. to throw everything at the wall <laughs> i mean and you right. know and just figure out where to go afterwards so um yeah anything else from raw greg or are we ready to move on to nxt Yep, on the NXT. All right, so here we go. Um, you know, the big things there, uh, we did have North American champion Carmelo Hayes uh, defeat cruiserweight champion. So now he is the North American cruiserweight champion. Uh, is the writing on the wall for Roderick Strong, Greg? Do you think he's on the out? Because I, I did forget to mention that Diamond Mines coach Hackman or Hawkman Suzuki is his, you know, new Japan yeah. He was let go. 
So I feel bad for Malcolm Bivens because he keeps getting screwed on people. <laughs> I mean, he had, I think he had uh, Veer and um, Shanky as a tag team once. And he had yep. other, I think he had other one. Him and Robert Stone might need to just both be like, okay, we got to block stay up for Connecticut calls because, you know, we, I don't know what more is left. If this, if Diamond Mine is done, Greg, then it's like, okay, <laughs> it's Malcolm Bivens on the sideline again you know, waiting to see who he could go with. So, um, yeah, what about Roderick Strong? Do you think the writing's on the wall for him there in NXT? Yeah, it looks like it. Um, and I think the only reason he's not already gone, because um, we always think of him as part of the Undisputed Era, uh, what we uh, must remember is the fact longer. that he was – yeah, and the thing is, he was brought. He was there before the That's undisputed true. era showed yes. up, so he was. I'm sure he was on a different type of contract as far as length or whatever. Uh, so you notice that all three members of the undisputed era were gone within months of each other. So their their contracts were probably all written for the same length at the same time. Because uh, remember, uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly's did extensions to complete the program that they were in before they left and which is the only reason they didn't show up at the same time in AEW. Um, Roger Strong was already there with part of another tag team and they recruited him into Undisputed Era. That's true. And and Pete Dunn, you know, right. We're teaming up against. Yeah. And that's when he turned. (laughs) Right. And he, he fit like the glove with him. So we always think of him as, uh, Undisputed Era too, but he was there before Undisputed Era arrived, mm-hmm. and that's probably the only reason that their departure times don't match. That's so. True. Yeah. Uh, now I think that uh, you know times up for him too, and having him drop his belt is a way to you know let him off TV and turn the focus to the Creed Brothers and Ivy Nile. Uh, Malcolm Bivens for, you know, as long as it, this run will go and uh, phase Roderick out of the mix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll turn up next to Adam Cole and Kyle Riley soon enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want, I do wonder if maybe bit, I did forget about the Creed brothers and Ivy. So I guess Malcolm Bivens would still be a good mouthpiece, especially for the Creed brothers. I mean, those two guys, you know. Yeah. They got to work on some promos. So uh, we did have AJ Styles uh, confront Grayson Waller. I think some people thought they were going to face each other, but they're going to face each other next week, <laughs> which I'm kind of, you know, I think this is AJ Styles run to just say, F it, Greg, I want to do whatever. <laughs> like, you know, if he shows up on <laughs> main event one night, who, you know, whatever, like <laughs> and go against Ali or um, Ricochet. You know, or something like that. I think, I think they're in the AJ. Where do you want to go, <laughs> and and just do it? I mean, who knows? He might show up on Impact Wrestling because we all know he has a lot of history with Impact Wrestling. So you know, if that forbidden door is open, who knows? Like, but um, they'll face off each other next week. Uh Grayson Waller to win, Greg, in some weird fashion. Um. Or do we save that big win for Grayson Waller at like takeover? If they, you know, if they could push this out to then or something like that. 
Yeah, there's room for, you know, a good month of content with uh, Grayson Waller and AJ Styles going back and forth. So uh, I can see AJ Styles getting the win and and given the, you know, you got a lot to learn kid kind of uh, promo on him and, you know, a sneak attack and then that leads to another match and so on. So there's more business than that you can do with these two than just the one off. So. And hopefully, and yeah, with them not... doing the cross promotional thing too, with him showing up on Raw and AJ coming to NXT, you know, build on that too. So, um, I, I think AJ wins this time, but you know, it's just a shot in the battle, not the war. So, yeah, you know, you can have a little war with these two, and it'll be great. Uh, speaking of uh, Raw superstars, we had Matt Riddle, uh, Raw Tag Team Champion Greg. And MSK pick up the win over Imperium. A lot of fun little stuff here and there. Uh, we got to see Walter. He needs to show up in the Royal Rumble. I think he did he not show up in last year's or did he show up in a Rumble two years ago or has he not shown up yet? No, he's never shown okay. up on so main or this non, is the year main main roster. I guess he was on the Survivor Series. Sorry, that's what I was thinking of because it was the, he was what? part of the Survivor okay. Series team for NXT. I thought that's right. Yeah, yeah. He had a short little stint in that. Um, but now's the time, Greg. He needs to be in the Royal Rumble. And I, I think the writing is there that he'll be in there. But did the riddle picking up the win do anything for MSK? Because it didn't in my mind. No, I don't think it did either. And that's why I'm surprised just... that Riddle picked up the win. <laughs> right. Um, you know. MSK wins by association, but, you know, it was all about Riddle. So they they kind of defeated the whole purpose of them learning from him and using that to win. Yeah, like not why not pull out his bro Derek or something like that to win. But um, I think or or I think Riddle did win with the RKO, though. So that's kind of fun. Uh, Mandy Rose continues her championship winning ways, Greg. Um, Decent match with Cora J and Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Mandy's still, I love the, I talk about entrances, Greg, like Mandy Rose's entrance now, like is ridiculously good. So um, any thoughts on Mandy Rose keep chugging along as women's champion? Uh, I'm starting to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, She's gotten progressively better. uh, The more you know, screen time she gets, the more she gets to, you know, lean into what our character really is. Um, she's been more believable and, you know, you, you can feel what she's, what she's talking about now. So um, I'm liking it more than I did at the beginning. And it's not like you're presenting her as like a goth chick. <laughs> I mean, yes, she dyed her hair black, but she still presented herself as like this you can't, you know, you can look, but you can't touch <laughs> that type of, you know, yeah. um, that type of, you know, and even, even Gigi and JC are starting to more go towards her. Yeah. They have like goth and punk rock esque uh, status to them, but they're also like, we know how hot we are <laughs> and they are. So mm-hmm. that's why they're called toxic attraction. So it all kind of fits together. Um, Von Wagner attacked Andre Chase university students, Greg, I think this is all to write Vaughn off for a little bit of time, figure out what the hell they're doing with him. If we still haven't forgotten, he showed up randomly on that SmackDown episode just in the backstage segment. So maybe he shows mm-hmm. up in the Rumble just to get a little pub. I mean, 
I don't know what, you know, it because they're saying, you know, oh, well, you can't attack fans. Well, then that's a way to write him off and figure out what the hell you're doing with him. Yeah. Um, if Kali and Edge had a baby, it would be Von Wagner. <laughs> um, yes. It's. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, he got more definitely... of Kali's end. <laughs> right, right. He has no charisma. Um, yeah, they, they he he doesn't fit well with even 2.0. Um, so I can definitely see him as an entrant with the uh, in the Rumble, and you know maybe they find a manager for him or uh, somebody to speak for him because his promo ability is horrible right now. Mm -hmm. um, but you know his size and everything. I'm sure that Vince is liking it and. Mm -hmm. um, He'll find some, you know, dumb gimmick to give him. But, yeah, I agree with you that his NXT 2.0 time is running out. So, um, and they need fresh faces on, on the main roster. So, maybe they can find him something that'll work, you know, give him a mouthpiece and, you know, see what he can do. Um, and then, finally, Braun Breaker, Greg, defeats Tomasa Champa, NXT champion. I mean... If the black and gold brain wasn't dead, it was after Braun Breaker kicked down the X that looked like the old school black and gold brand. And, you know, I guess they are saying that was a little shot to Triple H, which I'm like, why would you do a shot to Triple H? But whatever. That's <laughs> that's their own call. <laughs> um, I, I And like I said, I was happy to see it because I think, like we said, if this is going to be 2.0, Greg, then it's like you said, fresh coat of paint. You know, it's not champa winning it's not gargano winning it's not kyle Ra it's new guys it's and this is what uh i think it was, they said it was braun breaker's ninth match ever <laughs> like i mean that's crazy but they made him a star i mean it shows that you know if you put all your horses in a basket it can turn out okay you know it can braun breaker shows you know if you have all the tools it works out so um it it was nice to see him have that moment you know, Champa gave him the little respect factor. Champa did put out a, a thank you tweet, and that's all he said. So that's the thing. I'm like, yes, he wrestled SmackDown Dark Match, but is it going to be any surprising if him and Gargano show up in um, AW DIY 2.0, <laughs> whatever they're going to call it, <laughs> um, YID, you know, FTR type deal, something like that. So um, I think that's the thing, you know, let Gargano have some time with baby boy, you know, baby girl, baby boy, whatever they're having. Let Champa get his body right. And, you know, then them show back, show up together in AW. That's what I, you know, that's my dream booking. So, uh, but congrats to Braun Breaker. I mean, like I said, it shows that when WWE does things, they could do it the right way. And this is proven with Braun Breaker. So uh, what are your thoughts on Braun Breaker winning the title, Greg? Uh, I like the way he did it in the sense that you knew it was going to happen, but it can't happen fresh out the box. I mean, you mm -hmm. can't have Braun Breaker beat him in his first match. So the way he did it, you know, he gets over on Breaker in the first match and, you know, you keep building to it slowly. And then Breaker, you know, learns from his mistakes, wins in the rematch. You know that is the natural progression of things. That's how you um, 
you know, aids your own legitimacy. And uh, it was a really good match, even though they kind of botched the ending. But, you know, he, he got it right. And for 2.0, it needs to have him as the champion because that it looks right then. Um, yeah. And plus, you know, if the champ is time to go, you know, this is the way to pass the torch respectfully and, you know, do it by, you know, putting over Breaker, but also looking great himself. And, you know, shout out to Breaker. He looks great. Um, of everybody on the 2.0 roster, he's definitely the one who looks most main roster ready, even though he's only had nine matches, as crazy <laughs> as that is. Yeah. Um, but his look, his ability in the ring, his, um, you know, his that it factor about him. And, you know, he, he needs to stay down there. I mean, I can see him winning oh, yeah, the Royal Rumble. State. In 2023, yeah, um, oh, yeah. he did stay down in NXT this year and really uh, do it big and carry show what a big deal he is. Exactly, carry the flag, and then next year's Rumble, you know, be this prize entrant and start killing everybody. Um, but it is the right move to have him as the champ, and then you know, start fending off this current field. Um, work on your game, work on your skills, work on your mic. And, you know, get ready because he's as much as we want him to stay down here all year and get his game tight. Um, I wouldn't put it past WWE to to bring him up right after WrestleMania or or I think after SummerSlam is when they start bringing up people in mass and start resetting the deck around the draft. That time. could be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope they don't. But I can definitely see it. Um, he has star written all over him. And, you know, at least if they bring him up, you know, he has that uh, cachet about him. You know, give him his Steiner name once he comes to the regular or main roster because everybody's referencing to it. You heard him as they're going off the air talking about the dog face gremlin. And if you're 20 years old or younger, you have no idea what they're talking about. But, you know, that's what they called his dad, um, you know, back in the day, the dog face grim and Rick Steiner. But they've made plenty of references to it in all of his matches. So um, you feel that once he comes to the main roster, they're going to let that out the bag and work in, and um, he's going to get to use it. Um, I also saw Maybe. something that uh, after his win, Rick Steiner made an appearance uh, in the ring uh, with Braun. So uh, that was cool acknowledgement of it. And, you know, down the road, they're not going to ignore that. Yeah, you wonder if maybe they could get Rick Steiner. And who would have thought, of, you know, <laughs> of all the names out there, like Rick Steiner could be the <laughs> could be trending at some point, Greg, <laughs> sometime soon if they have him, you know, show up with his son. Um, like you said, I think, I think they know what they got with Braun and they want to keep him down there. Now, Solo, <laughs> you know, the Usos long lost brother. I mean, after WrestleMania, yeah, we could see him, you know, get rushed to yeah. the main roster and do things with his brothers and uh and Roman, the cousins. So and now that Paul Heyman's out of the loop, Craig, they might need that fourth guy in there. So um I'd be I'd be true. I, I think that'd be fun to see if 
Solo Siaku uh, could get called up around, you know, I hate saying sooner rather than later, because like you said, some of these guys still haven't shown that they ready. I mean, Vaughn Wagner needs to stay down there for, <laughs> for life, maybe ever, um, but <laughs> ever, um, or, you know, or see a, um, that call from Stanford and, uh, unfortunately get, you know, figure out his game, but, um, I will not see Kali. Now, from now on, Greg, when Von Wagner shows up, I will see Edge and Kali's baby. So thank you for that awesome visual. Uh, next up, let's You're get to welcome. some, some <laughs> SmackDown talk. Uh, we brought it up originally. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns face-to-face. I thought Roman sounded a little, like, not all the way under the weather, but it scared me a little bit when his, like, his voice was a little raspy. I know he has a raspy voice anyway, but it's kind of like when Seth did his little – um, promo, I think it was last week uh, when he sounded like okay, but it, you know, if they think he's fine, they think he's fine. So, um, like we've brought up a few times, that's our big money match. You know, Roman and Brock, title for title. So, um, we're not. I don't. I don't want to spend too much more time on that, Greg, since we kind of did. But uh, Rick Boogs defeated Sami Zayn, but good old Johnny Knoxville, Greg, came out there. <laughs> And threw out Sami Zayn. I'm sorry. I love it. I don't care what anybody says. I know I shouldn't have done this, but I mean, Jackass Forever comes out in February. So it's a good way to, you know, give Johnny Knoxville a little pub. I mean, why not have all the guys? Steve-O, um, Chris, uh, well, Chris Pontius, you know, Aaron. Unfortunately, not Bam. Bam is a, he, speaking of getting cut, <laughs> he got cut from the Jackass Cruise. <laughs> Um, you know, and like we said, Greg, guys our age and women our age know all about Jackass. Um, but uh, is that is that your phone? <laughs> no, that's not me. Oh, okay. Oh, that's my. I hear music. Sorry. Hold on. You're good. Maybe it is. I got my laptop running here, but. Okay. Somebody had music. Sorry. That's why I got distracted for a minute. But, anyways. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because it's coming in loud, so that's why I wasn't sure what was. Ah, there, there it is. Okay, me. okay. okay. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, okay, the so little hidden app. Okay, <laughs> you're good. Um, Jackass, whatever. Uh, we we grew up in the Jackass. Well, I don't know if you you're a little bit older, Greg, but you know Jackass. Like, there's been three movies, and it was on forever. So, um, you know, Johnny yeah. Knoxville, whatever. Like, just give him a small. He's probably going to come out in like the Andy Kaufman, like you know a weird um, white shirt and the weird sweatpants and, you know, he'll get thrown out by somebody right away. I mean, does it take away a spot? Yeah, but whatever. If you can find who That's you want to play this, though. I know, I know. Of all the people, <laughs> I mean, seriously. Come on, man. Of all the people we jackass. want to see there. <laughs> and this isn't jackass like 2000-ish. Like, this is Jackass 2022. So, anyways. So, he'll, he'll probably get thrown out by Sami Zayn, and then we'll move on. Uh, but, how about this? Charlotte Flair defeated Naomi, but Sonya Deville, Greg, played a heavy hand in that. You know, changing the rules as the match went on. So, once again, when do we get the damn match? <laughs> when is it Naomi, Sonya Deville, with some sort of stipulation on the line. I mean, do they do it at Rumble? And then you just don't have both these women in the Royal Rumble? 
it's no it's it's too easy to uh, you know the rumble she can't screw that up i mean yeah. um so maybe on a so it's gonna have to go past the rumble yeah yeah you can really draw this out as long as you want and no but who's gonna stop it unless roman stops it or you know the the bloodline finally get involved and break this is when this uh this Naomi versus Sonya timeline is going to finally wind down when the bloodline gets involved and brings in Naomi. Um, Does that turn the bloodline so, face though? No, I think if they bully their way into finally giving uh, Naomi her chance, and they and Roman brings her into the ring, she's one of us. Yeah, you know, you mess with one of us you mess with all of us give it that type of thing you can still keep them heal and you're but by association making naomi heal too but you know this would be a chance for naomi to change herself you know drop the glow gimmick and you know put on the blacks and go more hardcore and you know turn in instead of glow check into badass check so you know, it would still be good for her. Um, I can see something like that happen. I think that's when the Sonia bullying angle comes to an end. That would be a way to, um, you know, pay it off in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that's what I wonder. Like, I that's why I, I, I wondered which way it would go because if you had heal Naomi, heal Sonia, Naomi still getting over her would still be okay to see. So. Um, happy Corbin and Madcap Moss to feed the Viking Raiders. I think that's all we need to say there. Um, we do have to bring up Drew McIntyre, though, Greg. He's fighting some legit injuries, so he might be off, you know, for a little bit of time. It does make me a little scared, though, Greg. I think <laughs> we could get Drew, you know, Drew and Corbin at Mania. And God, I would feel so bad for Drew to have that type of match at Mania. So I hope that Drew gets better before then, and we just run it off the match at some SmackDown, and then Drew moves on. But at the same time, if Drew has to be out longer, or maybe you just keep him out of Mania, and because you know, like I said, I do not want to see him and Corbin at WrestleMania, Greg. That is not the match for Drew yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm I'm really bummed for Drew, um, but. You know, it's a neck, and WWE has a bad history with necks. Yeah, that is um, true. You know, from Drew to Edge to Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin's career ended early because of his neck. Hmm. Um, lots of bad neck uh, injuries. Paige. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you can't be too careful. So yeah. if he has to miss mania, he has to miss mania. But um, – I think if he's good to go before then, you pay off the um, the neck Corbin before, or you pay off Corbin uh, angle before then, and then mm-hmm. put him into the Roman Reigns slot. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I feel like other than Brock and Roman, I mean Drew and Roman with the way that their position is makes the most sense, and maybe Drew finally getting over on Roman. You know, and getting, I mean, I hate, I know I keep harping on it, Greg. 
<laughs> to give him finally a WrestleMania moment in front of a crowd. I mean, I think Drew's yeah. earned it. And, you know, deserve is another word we could say. Uh, but I think, you know, he carried the torch. He carried that flag through the pandemic stuff. And, I mean, he tried to, right. you know, get the crowd as much as he could. So what better way than Drew winning in front of 100,000 people the second night of WrestleMania in front of, da- you know, in Dallas, Texas, like, I mean, <laughs> that, yeah. So um, the Usos defeated New Day. They're touting this as uh, New Day's final opportunity for the foreseeable future, Greg, which means, of course, <laughs> they could say next week that New Day's in a championship opportunity match <laughs> and New Day could win it. But a really good street right. fight and, you know, like that whole forbidden door, I'm still holding out hope we can get New Day and Young Bucks down the road some point because that would be so much fun. Oh. Uh, you know, especially if you could get all three, you know, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against all of New Day. I think all six of those people would just, you know, kill it and have a lot of fun with it leading up to it. You know, even if they never showed up on TV together, I think you could do enough um, social media to give it to legs that need it. So. Um, that's my Absolutely. that's my forbidden gate. <laughs> that's I it's not even door. It's a big old <laughs> gate. Um, so yeah. Uh, but Usos pick up the win, Greg. Uh, good good win for them. I don't know who's next for them though. I mean, maybe Madcap and Corbin just to do something in the meantime. Yeah, there's there's really nobody else. Viking Raiders behind the new day waiting. <laughs> True. And the good God, they need to change that entrance. Holy crap, it's so it's so horrible. Um, talk about teams that need to be repackaged. Yeah. Um, and you know they're just kind of grinning and bearing it, but you no, know, even with the Viking Raiders matches, you can tell they they're not feeling it. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel bad. You wonder for them, what but, time frame they yeah, have there's, left. There's nobody. I wonder what kind of contracts yeah, they have eight? left because. As soon as they're done, yeah, I'm thinking they go back to the war machine <laughs> and, you know, show up in Impact or, you know, AEW and finally be able to chant war, <laughs> which is still funny that they could be the <laughs> War Raiders on NXT. Now, I guess because of trademarking and licensing, I guess I get it. But, yeah, it's still weird that they – I mean, that's the thing, Greg. The crowd love to chant war. Uh, the crowd is not chanting raid, <laughs> no matter how hard they're right. trying. I mean, they are showing it up on the freaking Titan Tron, and the crowd is just like, "Yeah, it's the Viking Raiders. They're gonna lose." Like, right. this isn't doing it yeah. for you. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, and that's what they did. Well, I guess they did more of this. Maybe they, maybe they need to do some old school, like you know, uh, Zack Ryder, woo woo woo. Um, I don't know, but anyway. Oh, so, finally, though, Greg, we got it, and it is going to be Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. And this is kind of weird because it is heel versus heel. So I wonder, I feel like this is going to be 50-50 split with the crowd. Like, let's go Rollins. Let's go Reigns. Like, the crowd, I don't know if the crowd's even going to know who to cheer. Because so both guys right now are at the top of their game heel-wise. So, right. like I said, you're, you're kind of blowing through matches here at, Ro- at Royal Rumble. And that's why you said as well, what is going to be the marquee matches for Mania. Because this should have been a Mania match. But we're getting it now. So what do you think, Greg, about mm-hmm. Roman Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins at, Wrestle, at Royal Rumble? 
And who is the crowd going to even be in favor of? Yeah, and that's the whole thing is that uh, they're really um, they're starting early on reshuffling the deck, and that that's why the whole unification angle makes sense. Uh, they're already crossing brand lines with you know having Brock uh, entered into the Raw championship picture and now bringing Seth over from Raw to put into the SmackDown picture and the fact that Adam Adam Pierce could pick anybody to put into the mix for Roman's uh, title defense and he bypassed everybody on SmackDown and picked somebody from Raw to fight Roman so it's it's already doing the they're already doing this cross promotional thing and you know it's kind of way to lay the foundation it's like well okay we've already started doing it we may as well keep riding it right i mean Um, does that happen i think they like you said i wonder if they just do it under under current wise like just they don't even mention why guys can show up but they kill the brand split in the way. Yeah. And and they need to right now with as many people, you know, getting, getting sick, uh, you know, people getting COVID behind the scenes mm-hmm. and having to do things on the fly, it's necessary. Um, so I definitely understand it. And why not work that into uh, the storytelling mm-hmm. and you know that was one of the last faces I was expecting seeing uh, when we knew we were going to see who Roman's opponent was going to be. So um, I like it. They may as well just do away with the brain split and just go for the best match possible. And you know it's a very intriguing match, and this definitely should be a WrestleMania match instead of a Royal Rumble match. But um, if you're going for the biggest bang for your buck, why not? See who do, who the crowd rides with, and, and that go with that too. And that maybe that's why they want to see which way this, because like you know, heel versus heel mania is a tough. Now, granted, the crowd just kind of does their own thing, um, but it feels like wasn't it Orton and Triple H like heel versus heel, or maybe Batista and Triple H or something like that, and the crowd just like didn't even care. Like it was just a, I forget. It might it had to be one of those type of you know mixtures because i felt like they were all heels around the same time frame but um yeah it's it's tough i think now granted like i said at wrestlemania the crowd's going to do what they want to do so maybe it doesn't matter necessarily but leading up to that you almost want to pick a side and ride with it so um and maybe because they're in st louis and they're at this new they keep saying the new arena so maybe they're trying to you know build the bang there and help st you know help the city (laughs) and get some you know love so um and you're doing royal rumble you know on a saturday so maybe you're just trying to get all your big money matches there too so all right um let's take another time out get some commercial talk for sean nugent and then we'll get into aw and uh speaking of covid uh that was uh covid hit cody Rhodes, and we'll talk up battle of the belts and what's going to happen there because of what happened with Cody Rhodes, which makes me wonder if that Cardona green wedding, Greg was a super spreader because there was a lot of wrestlers there 
and the you know the iconics <laughs> were down. Mm. I don't know if they were there, but yeah, that uh that made me a little bit worried because Cody Rhodes going down and he was part of that wedding. You you wonder if there might be any more oh. um, faces dropping out. But anyways, that's a whole other ball of wax. So realty talk with our rock star. Sean Nugent. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dan over at BWSports1.com and Black and White Sports. And I'm wondering, if you're ready to buy or sell that home, now's the time, and I got just the person for you. Mr. Sean Nugent, a.k.a. Rockstar Realtor himself. 317-503-8322. Put that home on the market. Get into your dream home with this man. Talk to Sean at Talk to Tucker today, 317-503-8322. And make sure you tell him the boys over at BWSports1.com sent you. All righty. And here we are. We are on to AW. We got dynamite happening. We had quite another bloody affair, Greg, between Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson. And we had three judges. And those three judges were Mark Henry, Paul White, and Jerry <laughs> Lynn. Greg, to go to say you're going to go outside the box and you give us those three judges, ugh, that's all I got to say about that. And then the judges don't even matter. They're not involved <laughs> in anything. So why in the hell? I think they, they thought it was going to be a good idea, and then they realized, eh, maybe it doesn't need to happen. So, you know, and they were sitting there making notes and whatever. And maybe, maybe Danielson will use them in the net, you know, because that's the thing, Greg. Does this go a third match? Because I feel like you're doing the graphic. You had the big old two behind it, but then you had Hangman win clean. I mean, there was no, you know, it was no shenanigans. So, do we get a third match? And maybe does Danielson bring in the judges to maybe say that, oh, they thought he actually won? Is that how it's going to play out, Greg? Or do we get a third match between Hangman Page and Brian Danielson? Um, I don't think we get it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the judges were kind of the red herring because when you open the match with it or you know, open the show with it and you set it up knowing they just had a 60-minute draw, the judges and everything – and it's going to lead you to believe it's going to get close to that again. And, okay, what's going to happen with the judges, blah, blah, blah. Last week, if you'd asked me who the judges were going to be, I could have gave you two out of three. Because um, the first two that came to mind were Mark Henry and Paul White. Paul White, yeah. Um, Jerry Lynn, I, I <laughs> barely know him. So, um, Other than his famous bout. I didn't watch RBG, ECW right? back in the day. <laughs> Oh, oh, you don't right. know, Jerry. Oh, oh, well then, speaking of matches, yeah, Greg, you need to go back and watch <laughs> RVD and Jerry Lynn because those <laughs> matches were, I mean, they were really pretty good bouts, like uh, especially for the a TV title that at the time almost surpassed their heavyweight title for a little bit. So anyways, sidebar. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh, keep that in mind. But um, but yeah, it's... it's it leads you to think, okay, they go another draw, what's going to happen with the judges? And this way, um, it's kind of a surprise when the match ends under the time limit and ends with a clean finish. So, uh, banger of a match, as good as the first one. And, um, you know, now this puts 
hey man, as legitimate champion, he successfully defended it against uh, the most dangerous challenger, and he did it clean in a great match. So um, I can see another match happening down the road, but I don't think we're going to have it right away. Who should uh, be the next challenger for Hangman then? Because I don't know. <laughs> like uh, I maybe Adam Cole. I mean, Adam I Cole smell technically is the yeah. That well, I get yeah, and that mm-hmm. you do wonder yeah. Are the yeah, winner of the we had to take a look at the rankings. I think Adam Cole's um, number one right now. I know now. they mentioned Adam Cole. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I wonder they, if maybe they said you do that the on, Owen, on the show. And maybe the Owen Hart winner is that? Does the finals take a place at Revolution, or no? Are they might be take a place at Double or Nothing? If it's Double or Nothing, then obviously we'll have somebody before then. But but if they're doing Revolution, maybe you could have that winner take on you know Hangman down the road or something. But right now, Adam Cole's position as number one. So um, some other stuff, Greg. So MJF was out there going against Captain Sean Dean. CM Punk came out there. He knocked out Sean Dean, which gave MJF a loss. And then, you know, Ward, our Punk and MJF went back and forth. You know, MJF saying, I'm going to main event WrestleMania before you, which Punk was like, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. You do that. So, <laughs> but this is going to lead to CM Punk and Wardlow next week. By the way, Wardlow defeated some guy named Zambrano. Um, didn't really matter because we are seeing the kinks in the armor, Greg. You have um, Sean Spears trying to take all Wardlow's glory. So I wonder if Wardlow loses next week and then that really starts to train rolling. You know, maybe Sean Spears cost the match and you just have Wardlow take out Sean Spears right. and then go after MJF. So um, I'm going to assume we get CM Punk and MJF at Revolution. Which is in March, but I, I feel like there might be still enough legs to kind of keep it going uh, till March. So, um, what do you think, Greg, about all that? <laughs> I kind of threw out a few things there, but CM Punk, MGF, have at it. <laughs> yeah, um, it was a, a fun angle um, because I think uh, last year MGF went. Maybe only lost one match the entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he lost the match, don't take him in. But it was, it was. I feel like he hasn't, or maybe he hasn't been pinned in singles matches or something like that. I think they were touting. Right. Um, and so now having Punk come out, screw with him in his match, and, and cause him a, a victory uh, is a great way to pour more gasoline on the fire with uh, what they've already done. So it's like we were saying when this whole rivalry started, you know, give me more MJF and CM Punk. And we are starting to see, you know, calculating Punk start to come out instead of, you know, happy Punk all the time and Mm -hmm. find the ways to one up his opponents. And you keep uh, stretching this out without them having to touch each other yet, just on the mic and getting involved in each other's matches and it's still gold every time you see it. And, you know, when that match finally happens, it's going to be huge. So you can definitely extend this for as long as you want, but pay it off before it gets old. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, this Wartlow thing right in the middle is a great way to, um, you know, stretch it even further because you're going to create another problem for MJF and then have M or Punk out in the wings, um, you know, messing with, you know, the outcomes and it's going to force that match to happen. Um, so March seems like a great way to, or a, a great time to pay that off. Mm -hmm. And there's plenty of room in the middle for all the other things that are happening around them uh, to manifest in the meantime. And it keeps those two on a collision course. Definitely. Yeah. And that, I mean, like you said, with them out or maybe, you know, uh, MJF costs Wardlow the match last next week. And that gets Wardlow, you know, start to really steam. Um, Cause he's definitely getting the pop for his uh, symphony of power bombs. And, you know, if he just needs to keep yeah. doing that, um, you know, almost like a Ryback. It almost does feel like a Ryback type rise. Like the crowd is getting into it. <laughs> and um, I, I think he's got a lot more to offer than Ryback. But, you know, it does feel like that, that slow burn that people are getting into it. Um, Jade Cargill is now our new uh, TNT, or sorry, TBS champion, Greg. Uh, she defeated Ruby Soho. But Ruby Soho still gets kind of back in the uh, women's title picture. I wonder if maybe, you know, double or nothing, we could see Ruby really get her moment there. It feels like they're starting to, you know, turn her towards there. Um, but Jade, uh, I hope they make Jade a nice workhorse champion. You know, Jade has had what? Less than 10 matches. <laughs> I mean, another like Braun Breaker, like, yeah. you know, limited time. But now's the time. If you're going to give Jade the title, you know, I think now you need to like have her be that kind of workhorse um, champion. Because I would like to see that for the TBS title be, you know, that workhorse title. So um, any thoughts on Jade win? Mm -hmm. I didn't really have any qualms with it. I would have liked to see Ruby win it, but then I think Ruby's headed for bigger things. So that makes sense. Uh, even though, you know, we said along, Jade should probably be the woman to beat Brick. But this is probably a good way for Jade to just get some more ring wear in her, you know, keep having Mark, smart Mark be her mouthpiece and let her talk when she needs to. But I think the TBS title is good for her to at least get that ring, um, ring experience under her belt. Yeah, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Is that she, you know, she looks the part. She, you know, looks like a million bucks, and she has the it. She has the athleticism, but she's still really green. Um, you, there's a couple times in the match where she doesn't look like she's 100% comfortable with where she is or what she's doing. And even the finish to the match was kind of botched, um, yeah. you know, when she actually got the pin. So, you know, she kind of screwed up the finish. But this is why she needs to be a workhorse champion because she needs to work through that. She needs to get time in the ring, you know, in front while the cameras are rolling. Um, not just in practice, but she needs to be working 24-7 and um, in front of that camera every week and getting to work in because that's what's going to make her better. That's what's going to, uh, you know, calm her nerves and get in there with women who are more experienced than she is, um, more talented than she is. It's going to make her better. Um, so, you know, same way. Hey man, been in the same ring with uh, Brian Danielson is making him better. 
because mm-hmm. we know Brian Daniels is the, is better than Hangman, but him being in there and uh, it, it elevates his star level. So yeah. same thing is going to happen when she, when Thunder Rosa is in there with Britt Baker when she you know eventually when she's in there with Thunder Rosa when she's in there with Ruby with girls who are uh, on a star level higher than hers it's going to elevate her level and that experience is going to help her out a ton. So I, I wasn't crazy about her winning it, but I get it. Uh, it's going to put her and Britt on a collision course, but not for a while. Because yeah. um, Jade Jay's going to be comfortable, happy with having her championship Britt on this level and Britt's, you know, obviously at this level and, they're not going to cross paths very often. And then, um, you know, you'll get to that moment where Jade wants bigger things, but, you know, not anytime soon. So maybe this time next year or, you know, someplace long off in the future, you can, but for right now, you can start uh, setting those divergent tracks uh, now. So, that they meet way down the road and by that time they get to that divergent path then jade is ready and you have a banger of a match yeah and even if you have jade pick up some wins over like jobbers like that just gives her that she'll start looking dominant as tbs champion you know maybe not do it quite like cody did with the the open challenge but you know maybe she could do that every few weeks or something like that and have a little bit of a bigger challenge for her. So um, it makes a lot of sense, I think, for her almost to treat it like an IC title. See where you're at, get you ready to be groomed to be that big champion. So, um, And then we also saw Malachi Black defeat Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, we saw Julia Hart in the ring. The lights went out for a minute. It really didn't matter. That seems to be, that also happened in the Jurassic Express Lucha Bros. So you wonder, Greg, if, you know, we keep, I keep saying, Give me another House of Black member. And I've heard Brody King, who is one of his uh, tag team partners back in the day, I heard he's coming on the way or should be coming on the way. So that could be why it keeps happening. But there needs to be some, you know, you keep talking up this house, but you don't have members. <laughs> you just have, you know, you. It's a, it's a very lonely house. Um, it's a bachelor pad. It's not quite a house yet, Greg. So, um, and even that little that little right. uh, promo where he he did the the mist into somebody. I thought that would be who you know. I almost thought that'd be Julia. Like I thought, I wonder if they might turn her, you know, a little bit. But uh, we haven't seen that yet. So, I hope that the House of Black gets some members, and I think they need it. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking the same the, thing. Go ahead, that... real quick. Uh, I was thinking the same thing that, uh, you know, we haven't seen Julia for uh, a couple weeks and they're going into this match. You know, what if Pillman comes out alone and then um, at some point we see a figure come out and it's Julia all in black and, you know, that signals her transformation. I thought that would have been cool, but see her come out with the eye patch was kind of a letdown. Um <laughs> Unless it, her ring gear. unless it ends up with her. Yeah. Just no pom-poms, no cheery, just standing there mopey. Um, 
So it could still lead to it, I guess. There's still room for that to happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that could be like the poison going into the system that turns you evil. Um, maybe that's it. Well, that's because um, remember Malachi's eye, like it gets worse as like he's gone on. Because remember, he just did the little right. black eye contact. Then he started to have some eye makeup, and now it's that whole gray. So you could still do that whole, you know, like a like Alexa Bliss that just slowly, finally seeps into you, but. Uh, and, you know, especially since, like I said, they had that little promo where it was like at the House of Black and he blew the mist into somebody, which we never saw, you know, because that could be anybody because it was just a hooded figure. So, um, but Greg, I thought you wanted to talk about the Lucha Bros because unfortunately Ray Phoenix uh, took a hard hit that did not look pretty at the end of that match. And I think that kind of messed up the ending of the match because I think it, I think the Lucha Bros were going to retain. Uh, I really do. And then I thought, and then also the lights going out and they went up to the, you know, the balcony and you saw Malachi Black. I wonder if that was going to be something more. Um, but Jurassic Express, Greg, are new um, tag team champions. And we got to give a congrats to them because they have carried, you know, they've really come up to, a, you know, a really strong um, a crowd support. People love them. I'm still waiting on Christian to turn on Jungle Boy, which I believe is going to happen at some point, <laughs> probably after they lose it, you know, but because I think Christian and Jungle Boy is where you want to go. I think, you know, to give Jungle Boy that next keep, you know, adding those notches in his title belt or his belt. Um, but mm -hmm. congrats to you know, Jurassic Express. Hopefully Ray Phoenix is OK. Uh, I think he said there's not major damage, but I mean, his arm literally went back. I mean, it was like, you know, that. And of course, you know, everybody on Twitter is like, oh, look at this. We're going to replay it 5,000 times for you. But um, hopefully, you know, they can kind of still. And then this might be good, though, for your guy, Pentagon. He might be able to do some single stuff, though, in the time being, Greg. So, um, you know, a blessing in disguise. But hopefully uh, Jurassic Express could kind of carry the tag titles, probably, you know, maybe through double or nothing. And then I, you know, I still think proud and powerful. I think that's where we need to go next. You know, they've deserved it. They've earned it. Mm. And, you know, them being kind of separate from Jericho, I think they kind of need that to get them, you know, to the top of their game. So uh, go ahead and unpack <laughs> that tech. And what a surprise, by the way, <laughs> this is where WR, where AW is kind of weird. You had the TBS title, Greg, defended kind of in the middle of the night. But you're on TBS. So why would you not have ended the show with that? Especially, well, now we didn't. Now, I like I said, I wonder if there was more that was supposed to happen. And maybe the Ray Phoenix, they had to call an audible and just kind of, you know, end the night. But mm -hmm. it is still weird product or product, you know, match placement. Like you have your debut on TBS. You're having the finals of the TBS title. You have two of your top women in the TBS title match. And you put it in the middle of the night. <laughs> like, but like I said, maybe there was something more that was going to happen in this match. So that was a sidebar. I had to get out of the way real quick. But Greg, have it unpack Jurassic Express win the tag team titles for us. Yeah. Um, like you, I understand it. Um, I, of course, I don't like it. Um, the Lucha Brothers were you know, killing it. Everybody loves them. And, um, 
that being said, it was a great match as you would expect these two to have. Um, and I saw that Ray Phoenix has a broken arm now, which which hurts my heart because you know how much I love that guy. Um, so get well soon, Ray. Um, but it it was a fantastic match. I give you know Jurassic Express their props. Um, they the Lucha Bros did have a good run with the championships. Uh, some good matches in the meantime, and uh, you know I'll know they they'll be back. You know better never once uh, Ray's arm heals, mm-hmm. and um, in the meantime, you know I hope it does help propel uh, Jurassic Express. They're already uh, super over. Yeah. Uh, everybody loves Jungle Boy. And it does take him out of the singles title picture uh, organically. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it would be eventually be calling for him to um, get a title shot. So I think he and Luchasaurus need to, you know, hold on to the belts for a while um, just to let the other title contenders play out. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, I understand why why it was all being done, and, and yeah, I think with uh, Ray breaking his arm, it, it did cause things to be, um, you know, cut before it was supposed to, um, which is why he had the, you know, kind of roll up finish that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is what it is. It happens. Uh, I think some a couple of spots were unnecessary. Uh, I know every match they want to have a table spot but it seemed out of place in this particular match um and i really hated that whole everybody holding hands in the middle to do the little uh springboard uh arm drag thing um you know that's a young but it had made no sense it's just so choreographed too is it is that what that is you, might, you know, like, well, I mean, that's probably their influence because I feel like the Young Bucks do that a lot. But it is one of those things where, yes, we know mm-hmm. it is a, a choreographed, you know, it's a scripted thing. But at the same time, like you said, it's the old uh, when, you know, they're all waiting for the person off the top rope and they're all just standing there. Like, you know, or, uh, or how many uh, Tope C, yeah. Super C, or uh, <laughs> Tope Cita, <laughs> how many of those, you know? Suicidas. Yeah, that right. used to be a a drinking game because I feel like every match had one of those there for a little bit. So um yes, but that, yep. that, that little, yeah, I'm like, okay, get to it. We know what you're doing. Like, you know, move on. So, um, Hey, at least it wasn't a flaming table yeah. spot, Greg. <laughs> By the way, Good point. Good point. Mr. Mr. Cody Rose has come out to say that was a dumb thing he did. So maybe 2022 Greg is the year Cody Rhodes is starting to get it. Cause yeah, he said Anthony Agogo, they did that wrong. And he said that he did not need, well, he said that was a dumb thing to do. He's like, yes, we wanted to make it different, but at the same time, just because you want it to be different doesn't mean you need to, you know, do a flaming table spot that never called for a flaming table spot. That, you know, that rivalry never right. had, you know, to juice. But anyway, so, um, yes, best wishes to Ray Finish because yeah. and- that looked ugly. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I, I, like you were saying, with the whole match order, uh, because 
there's there's not many things I say WWE does better than AEW right now. I'd have to sit back and think about it, but one thing they do do better than AEW right now is show that this is the champion show. Yeah. You know, when you watch SmackDown, it's the Roman Reigns show. There's no doubt who the champ is, who the man is. It is his show. On Raw, no matter who the champion is, the focus is on them. Um, you know, yesterday or Monday night, it was the Brock Lesnar show. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see him at the beginning of the night. You see him at the end of the night. They talk about him during the night. Um, the same thing when Big E was a champ, when Lashley was a champ. doesn't matter. Um, you know who the man is when you watch the show. AEW is not doing that. Um, and not just the Hangman era, but the Kenny era. Uh, they were a little better with it at the beginning with Jericho and uh, Moxley, but they really don't put the focus on who the champion is, which is what they should be doing. Um, I didn't like them putting Danielson and um, Heyman at the beginning of the night. I mean, I get it, start start the night off hot, but you got two more title matches that you could start with, and it's going to, I think it would have had the, the opposite effect of, okay, we got this title match, we got this title match, now we're going to see the championship, you know, as if you're watching a classic pay-per-view. And starting off with the world title uh, being defended with Heyman, you have time to forget that by the end of the night because you just had, you know, a women's title match and then the tag team title match. And it makes the tag team title match seem like a bigger deal yeah. than the world title match. Um, and I get it. It's, it could go an hour and... You're going to have the uh, judges be involved and everything. We have to block off that time, whatever. But, you know, for one, this is TBS. Everything starts five minutes after the hour anyway. So if it goes over the top of the hour, so what? This is what usually happens. Um, everybody needs to know whose show this is. This is the Hangman show. Hangman's the World Heavyweight Champion. The show should be centered around him. Yeah. But it's not. Um, and they need to do better regardless of who's champion of make sure that everybody who watches knows beyond a shadow of a doubt, this is the show of hangman, or this is the show of uh, Kenny. This is, you know, whoever the world champion is, that's who you, the focal point of the show needs to be. And it's not. Um, so I wish they would do better on that and give more focus on the champion so that you know because the champions the face of your brand and you know if you tuned into this show half an hour in you don't know what the champion looks like mm -hmm. and so that's what everybody should know uh and that's one of the things that wwe is doing better than AEW. so i hope they can fix that and like i said i would get them putting on the highest profile match at the beginning of the night but i can also see that being a problem you want to to go off the air with your champion raising his belt and that being the lasting image. I think that is a greater effect than uh, leading off with it. Well, heck, we'd even get to see Hangman celebrate. <laughs> I was going to bring that up. The time, the time frame, it seemed like they wanted the most time for the end of the night. And, you know, Hangman like holds up his title and then rolls out of the ring. Like he didn't even have time, you know, then they cut to, 
you know, a commercial or something like that. And the same thing with Jade, like Jade was out there celebrating and then it was like a video package next or something like that. So it is funny how they make use of their time. Like, I don't know if they, you know, and obviously, you know, you're only what year three. So you're still trying to maybe figure out, you know, what T or well, now you're starting brand new on TBS. So you're trying to figure out how much time you can allow, but it did seem like they wanted the most time to go to that tag team title match. And like you said, I understand it because Mm -hmm. they want to show that their tag team scene is better than WWE. So, but like you said, but is that at the, um, is that at the dip or uh, I'm trying, I don't know the, I'm trying to look for that word. Is that hurting your champion, your main champion? Because yeah. you're showing that your tag team titles are main eventing. Yes, that's good because WWE doesn't main event tag team titles that often or, you know, if ever. I think RK Bro did once or twice, but um, see, so yeah, I think they still got to work on timing of stuff. And you know, like you said, and, you know, I think they will go back and think, okay, we should have done this match at the end, but it doesn't matter because, you know, it's in the past. But um, I just, I was surprised because Hangman wins. And then, like, he didn't even get, to, I don't even think he even held up his title. He, like, just had to roll up the ring. It's like they were running behind or ready or something like that. It just felt like they were off timeline. So um, Rampage happened yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, some stuff there, Greg. Adam Cole defeated Jake Atlas. Um, Jake Atlas of the, um nxt frame and i think he's part of the cwc um you know cruiserweight stuff uh unfortunately jake alcalus is already injured he got injured in his second match i think that was taped a couple days ago so we'll have to see if jake atlas can come back soon uh but i think they did mention that adam cole is now the number one ranked wrestler on aw so you wonder if him and uh hangman page will kind of go at it sooner rather than later uh hook Defeated Aaron Solo. Hook keeps getting the love, Greg. Uh, how about Ruby Soho and Riho defeating yep. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter? This is leaving into Battle of the Belts. But, Greg, we're seeing Jamie Hayter and Britt. That crack is <laughs> that crack is starting to form. Um, so I think it's best yeah. for Jamie to move on. I think we've kind of talked about this before. But um, I, I kind of bypassed the first two matches, Greg. But if you, you want to kind of catch up on those or – Give your thoughts on Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, you know, kind of breaking the foundation there. And uh, probably best for Jamie to kind of move on from there. Yeah. Um, great match between Adam Cole and uh, Jake Atlas. I mean, yeah. he showed us a lot more than he was able to in NXT. And this was a, you know, great match. You, you know, we're all wondering what we're going to get from Jake Atlas, and he brought it. Uh, I felt bad for him, you know, getting injured at the end of that end of that match. Um, so I hope he gets better soon because it was a bummer that it had to end that way. Uh, you can tell, you know, Cole called an audible at the end, just doing the uh, you soft kind of heel hook kind of finish, mm-hmm. um, so he could tap out. And I think he was trying to tell him what to do um, yeah. by just kind of putting it in, wrapping his arm around his ankle and and just telling them tap so he can get out of the ring. Um, so I felt bad for Jake, but if this match is any indication, he's going to be just fine when he when he comes back. Um, Hook, holy crap, dude's super over. They're cheering for him. They need to find a way to um, 
you know, capitalize on it. Of course, you got Taz in the booth uh, talking him up, but you need to, you know, set up the catchphrase already. You know, people on the outside with the sin hook uh, signs. Love seeing that. Um, he's already got a little merch shirt out, but I was thinking something along the lines of uh, Jericho when he used to do the list mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he's in the ring with somebody. You know what happens when you do this? You know what happens? You know what happens? Mm-hmm. You just make the list. And, you know, Taz could do something that, along those lines. And then the tag is send hook. And, mm-hmm. you know, you there's there's a way to do that and, and you to get the whole crowd you know going sin hook it could be one of the hottest catchphrases by the end of the year if they do it right so uh taz get on it um ruby and uh ruby match was was good but you know it's you know laying is the foundation for her getting into a program with Jamie Hayden, so that she's kind of falling upward by losing the TBS championship and ending up in the program with Britt Baker. So, yeah, um, you know, it's a chance for her to get a rematch with Britt, especially since Jamie Hayden is the one who cost her her title match with Britt. So it's coming full circle right there. Um, so I like that happening. And I definitely agree with that. Uh, Santana Ortiz, you know, they put in their time. They've been there since day one, and they should definitely be the next um, next team up yeah. to challenge Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. Um, and it looks like at the same time that the the Pinnacle and the uh, Inner Circle are fissuring and you know kind of breaking apart, and it's probably you know, not by accident, but they need to be, you know, set loose on their own and allowed to chase the tag team titles uh, is what fits them. And even uh, turning heel and going up against the uh, Jurassic Express, uh, I think that would be cool. Uh, and they're what already the doing Jericho an image change Kingston with you know, the painted faces. Uh, Jericho and Kingston. I'm, At, there's, I'm not really looking... I, I don't think they're going to match up well. I, I I think the mic time will be fine. I don't know about the ring work. Like Jericho has brought up that he wants to bring the painkiller back, that gimmick, you know, from New Japan. So mm-hmm. maybe that does it, Greg. But but for me, I I don't like the pairing of them as a feud. Do you? Uh, I'm reserving judgment on it just because Until it happens. Um, you know, you can definitely see that's where they're going. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to just the mic time by itself because Eddie Kingston is going to have a load of material to work with. And that, um, yeah, that's true. And plus you have the, the wrinkle of Santana and Ortiz, Jericho's boys, um, you know, also caught Kingston in the middle. <laughs> uh, right. We were also Kingston boys. So you got the, you got them caught in the middle and just those promos are going to be fire. Um, the match, yeah, I, I agree with you. I I think Jericho's at getting near that point where it's time to hang it up. Um, love you, Jericho, but you know, just go to the the announce booth and chill. You don't have to prove anything else. Um, so it's it's going to be an interesting rivalry, especially if they you know just do it on a like a street fight level and start 
not try to have like a five star match. Um, it could be fine, but it's it's going to be curious to see how they how they work it. And that's probably more like if they can do like yeah, no disqualification, you know, just let the bats fly and all that. Okay, I'll I'll probably buy into it more. But like you said, Jericho in a in a wrestling clinic, and Kingston Kingston's not. I mean, he can wrestle. It seems like when he wants to. But I think he's kind of moved past that too. I think he's just as fine with that. Um, well, Greg, unfortunately, you know, we are all about breaking news. And so I like to use my producer hat to look on Twitter for news. And uh, this came across the wire just now. Because speaking of Sasha Banks, uh oh. She's not she's not released. She's not released. But uh she did suffer an injury that she could be <laughs> out six to eight weeks. So if that time frame is right, Ouch. that would put her out of the rumble. I mean, because the rumble is three, two weeks away. Three, yeah, two weeks away. So, um, yeah, nothing. It says nothing broken, but a bruised cala calit. I don't know what that is. Something, something bone in the foot. I would assume, or maybe ankle-ish area. So, um, yeah. But so that would put her out of the Royal Rumble, but still on a path to WrestleMania. And, you know, let me, I would think, you know, whatever yeah. she might do. But um, so, yeah, uh, you know, we could never break good news on here, apparently, Greg. <laughs> One of these days, I'll just find some good <laughs> news and I'll just break it. But, anyways, so um, she is out for the time being. Uh, so um, hopefully she'll do okay. Um, I think we'll do one more. Well, no, we'll do we'll do the battle of the belts. So so far, from what I'm seeing, I'll uh, bring this up real quick. Now that I have to get out of that, I really need a producer for this show and not myself. But that's okay. Boom, boom, boom. All right. So this <laughs> is what I've seen so far, Greg. Um, let me know. Now, what's funny is you look at this picture, and this picture is already out of date. I understand because Sammy Guevara is no longer the TNT champion and Lucha Bros are no longer champions, but whatever, you know, this was made. So what I'm reading is they're going to do like quarterly network specials uh, for TNT for AW. So this is their first one, Battle of the Belts. Cody Rhodes has tested positive or close contact or, you know, he's out. So now they're doing an interim TNT title match, which I think is kind of dumb for me because I don't think Cody Rhodes will be out that long. Like Roman was already back. <laughs> yeah. So I can't imagine Cody Rhodes. But Greg, we're gonna get Dustin Rhodes, Sammy Guevara. I almost feel like could it be Dusty Rhodes to win? And then we get another cust Cody Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes match. Dustin Rhodes match. I don't, you know, or do we get Sammy Go you know, either either one of these guys will win. Aren't well duh, they'll either win. But um I don't get why we're doing the interim TNT other than you needed it for this battle of the belts. Uh, by the way, Greg, it is in your neck of the woods, right? Charlotte, North Kakalaki. That's right. It's, it's in Charlotte. Are you making it? It's or my not? city right now. I'm in Charlotte. Mm, probably not. I'm uh, okay. trying to find a way to get out of work, but uh, it doesn't look <laughs> yeah. like it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you would have decided if by I could now. get out uh, early, absolutely. But North Carolina. Um, no, I don't so think any it's going to happen. Greg, uh, they are roads. Sammy Guevara, who do you got winning? Oh, well, now I got to take Sammy. 
Um, yeah. There's no way I believe that Dustin Rhodes can beat Sammy. Um, so it it sets up. Well, they already had a match coming in, but you know it keeps Sammy as the number one contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, very UFC of them doing the interim title, and, and I guess the only way of them uh, maintaining the integrity of the battle develops uh, event happens. is to yeah. make sure there's a belt on the line. So I guess that's the reasoning for it. But um, Sammy definitely wins, and uh, when Cody's back. You know they can pay it off i mean i would assume maybe this is like an hour-long special maybe that's what you know because there's only three matches announced you know and i'm gonna we already saw yeah. hangman and and brian duke it out i think they both need a week a week off you just had lucha express or uh, definitely express. jurassic express i uh, kind of combined them there <laughs> um jurassic express just win so you know we won't have that defended um Rip Baker all the way, Greg. I mean, there's no doubt that Rio, Rio's not winning. Yeah. Um, maybe Jamie Hayter plays another no. part in this. I think that's the only, that's the only like um, juice I have in this match. I don't really like. This just seems like okay, whatever. Like we are playing up that Rio has always beaten Britt. Britt hasn't beaten her, but this is Britt to win. And then we got an FTW match because you know that is a title match as well, Greg. Um, Ricky Starks is going to beat Matt Seidel. I mean, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> okay. I didn't well, even know that, Matt Seidel was back. So, <laughs> I, um, so this is I our battle in the airports waiting for them to come back. Yeah. This is our battle of the belts. Eh. I mean, like we said, if we would have, what? Well, yeah, what exactly. Kind of man. Who is Cody going to face? Was he going to face Sammy Guevara in a rematch? Cody was going to face Sammy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're going to do Battle of the Belts, don't you need all so, the titles? Like, you need all the titles on the line. But I guess that would almost need to be a two-hour show. And maybe then we have an hour. Right. Like, you know, it feels like to me it's going to be an hour show. And that's why we only have these three matches. You know, maybe some promo Maybe Hangman throws out a promo um, just to kind of do that. But, um, you know, and if they're quarterly specials, it'd be kind of fun, I guess, to see what the next one. Um, I think they are doing beach break in the end of January. <laughs> Live from Cleveland. Because, you know, Greg, when I need a beach break, <laughs> I think the sandy beaches of Cleveland, Ohio. Now, what does intrigue me, though, that is the home of Mr. Johnny Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, maybe, maybe you pop out the baby real true, quick and just true. just show up real quick, or you know, um. So yeah, that could be something for that. But um, I don't know if Jerry or would be or player. I was th- Jerry Lawler thinking a, a Johnny, but a different. No, I was thinking a Johnny, but a different Johnny. Manzel is is Moxley ready? Oh yeah, because they did <laughs> announce Moxley. Either. And they are, they did announce Moxley is going to defend his um, U.S. New Japan title, I believe, in February ish. So you wonder if he's getting. Yeah, I guess that that would probably be a good time to bring Moxley back, or maybe Moxley could be in the you know uh, bypass Adam Cole and you know go against Hangman 
if they're you know if they bring him back so um yeah but yeah this kind of uh charlotte north carolina sorry you're kind of getting a little screwed on the battle of the belts here i don't know if this is like this doesn't feel like a knight of champions-esque type you know um, no it doesn't it doesn't yeah it, this feels like a house show and they're just gonna televise it <laughs> i mean you know kind of like wwe's done with um what did they not clash of champions they did something else like a but anyways it was like a house show special so um yeah i would assume sammy wins brett wins and ricky wins like i don't yeah um but it just is weird that you're doing an interim because like i said i don't think cody rhodes is going to be off that long i mean maybe a couple like two weeks at the most 10 days you know do you need to i mean we've had right champions out longer than that and they didn't defend it at that time i mean nakamura defended the, his ic title like once in a month or in months so um yeah but anyways <laughs> so all right um all right well that is the show we got for you greg and uh anything else you want to close the evening or the, the day with you have a how your chart your chargers are they win and go in tomorrow because I know my Colts are winning. It, it is, and, and and that's the thing is that um, there's been a lot of t stupid talk, stupid, stupid, stupid. I know it's bad to use that word, but it is stupid, in the sense that um, the thing is, is if the Jags beat the Colts, okay, then oh, that's where the tiebreaker. The yes. Chargers and the Raiders could tie. And both in. teams would get in. So somebody joked, why would and, they not just like people are talking down about it, it? Just down at right? And people <laughs> like, like there's no yeah, there's no way. As if the Chargers and the Rays would ever agree to do anything that ridiculous. I mean, would any NFL even team, on TV they're talking about? It. Oh my god! Yeah, would any NFL they're talking team about agree, it? As if it's an actual possibility. Yeah, but to and my Colts, yeah. So are fifteen point. 15 point favorites, which really scares the hell out of me. Cause you know what that means? That means the yeah, Jags are going to kick a field goal at the end to win the damn game. Josh Scobie <laughs> will probably come out of retirement and, you know, somehow screw us again. Cause that's what they do. So, but anyways, right. And they, they haven't won in Jacksonville and since 2015 since I think is what they yeah, said. 2014. So, which is kind of funny to say, because um, I think the only player from that team would have been ty like darius leonard is recent quentin nelson carson wentz jonathan taylor like um deforest buckner like there it's not even the same like that's not even the same team but it is worth noting because you still haven't won down there so um yeah so this is pretty much a bad so yeah, if so we win I need your and you guys win that would be fourth and fifth i'm guessing four and five seats probably because we have yeah, so I need the Colts to just go ahead and take care of business. Yes, and then and my then Colts, my Chargers can go into to Vegas, exactly, and we can get all this stupid tie talk out of the. Because there's no way, even if the Jags won, that the Raiders and the Chargers would ever agree on anything. I wonder much what, less but what happens in a game on purpose. I guess if they do tie in general, then they just have to look at tiebreakers. Like if the Colts win, and you guys did. Let's just say tie because you just were you were just duking it out in overtime, and I'm guessing tiebreakers. That would be quite that would be quite the finish to the season. Like you tied, and then you got to look at tiebreakers. 
or just flip a coin? No, the Chargers would have the tiebreaker because okay. this would be two wins in a row. Okay. Or the season sweep of the Raiders. So okay. we already had the upper hand there. Okay. So uh, both our teams need the win, and yes. both our teams get in the show. Because uh, right now, Best I think scenario. it is the Packers are the only locked seed right now. Like, everything else is up in the air. That's true. Like, all the AFC, nobody seeds. And then did you hear this come out, Greg? Apparently, Boomer Esiason got a text from a source saying, Aaron Rodgers is possibly talking about boycotting the Super Bowl if he were, if the Packers were to make it. Can you see anything like that ever happen? I mean, I know Aaron Rodgers is a wow. kind of a D-bag, so... I almost want to put yeah. past him. <laughs> like say a jerk. <laughs> but um yeah, that I mean I or be like uh yeah, apparently that came on the Boomer Sison show. Um they were talking about it and then he like he gave the text to um a producer guy. He's like, Yeah, you can read it. Now they didn't say who it was from, and but Boomer Sison was stating that it's a pretty reliable source that Aaron Rodgers has possibly talked about you know, boycotting the week or maybe the week leading up to the Super Bowl. I can't imagine him boycotting a Super Bowl. Like that would be, you talk about just a, <laughs> like why in the world? I mean, you know, and then we don't even need to get, do we even need to get into the Antonio Brown saga? Greg, cause that thing, you talk about taking a life of its own. <laughs> and then people, I don't know if you saw him on, uh, wow, yeah. on Instagram or he was on somebody's show yesterday and he just had his feet up like this, you know, just kind of like sitting, hanging out. And people were tweeting out like, if your angles hurt, like, shouldn't you like, you know, be taking care of that? Um, yeah, that thing. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised, they, you know, WWE is probably <laughs> going to be calling to him. You know, like, I mean, he's got a personality. He's obviously got a chip on his shoulder. He's athletic. I mean, he won't have to take, you know, NFL hits. So, um you know, we have we haven't seen football play. Well, we did see Gronkowski um, win the twenty four seven championship that one day. But anyway, so uh, yes, we are off the yeah. rails as always. So um, we need to join the the, <laughs> the Dukes of football because we could talk them up. I'm guessing for Super Bowl, uh, we'll be invited to that show because Super Bowl is always a big a big night for that. So um, and then we'll of course invite them on for WrestleMania. Nice. Invite everybody that we got. So. Anyways, have a um, enjoy your work day, Greg. Stay safe out there. Uh, I know airports can be a busy time and crazy time. As I've watched uh, airline on uh, back in the day, A and E used to have an airline show, and man, the uh, the the ticket takers they used to get shit on all the time. I felt bad for them. <laughs> so hey, anyways. it hasn't changed. I promise. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. It ha- I'm sure it's worse. It has not changed. Yeah. So. Uh, that was a fun little yeah. uh, reality show um, I used to watch. Yeah, I'll be roaming the halls around the time that uh, this battle for the belts is going on and yeah. seeing if there's because they know they, they don't stay for the whole show. As soon as their match is over, yeah, they're, out, they're out of there. Yeah. So hopefully I can get a picture with somebody before the night's over. Uh, and the next. Britt Baker come on through. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Watch Adam out, Cole Tony Schiavone will come after you. Um, <laughs> I mean, Adam Cole. Sorry, not Tony. So, hey, hey, you want you want to upgrade the first class? Come talk to your boy. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying. I'll, I'll mark out for him. I bet you fly first class. <laughs> I don't know. They are kind of cheap. Oh, they, yeah, might fly I know that about it. they might fly a coach because they probably want to save on ticket prices. So, um, yeah. But anyways. Yeah, I've All right, we'll go Chargers. Penelope before. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before he had the, the box on his but, head. Uh, and now. <laughs> Yep. Before, <laughs> before the new game. And I will be at the uh, Wednesday Dynamite. Oh, is that is that in? So where's that they're, at? They're going to. Asheville they're going to Raleigh, my hometown. Raleigh. Okay. Okay. On Wednesday. This coming Wednesday. And uh, so that would be a full Dynamite. Yes, this coming Wednesday. So okay. I am going to that. Okay. Good. So I'll have a eyewitness report next weekend. Awesome. And then Raw's coming back on Valentine's Day. Um, I'll probably get tickets for that because I'm not a Valentine's Day person. So that's that's another podcast topic. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I I strongly need to find you a Mrs. Home. Stephen A. <laughs> I try to get Brit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Mrs. Stephen A. Hey, get in line, so. buddy. <laughs> uh, hey, I met her first, Greg. I got the picture to prove it. Uh, Remember last year, I got my one up. Great, and Ruby, I, I got a couple. That's true. That's... I got a couple of the ladies on the line. <laughs> so I know I got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, have a good one. Go Chargers, go Colts, uh, go enjoy Battle of the Belts, and uh, yes, we'll sir. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>